commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the free drifting rubble that used to be Hosnian Prime, I'm Grex Kondak, and this is Core World News. Transmitting on seven hollow feeds galaxy wide, this is your holocast for the latest Star Wars news analysis and imaginative speculation. Here is your news segment rundown for March 7th, 2019. Resistance Recap. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner, Reading Rathtar, More Mouse Than Man, and a secret segment we will soon dub Force Vision. But first, Mark Hamill addresses his social media presence regarding Star Wars and his role as Luke Skywalker in the sequel trilogy. Now for Ben, Grant, and Adam to discuss this news. Yeah, another, you know, more Mark Hamill uh sounding off on the twitter space which he does regularly yeah and i always enjoy um but uh yes but this one was a little spicier than usual a little bit he never so often he does this but uh sometimes it gets a little blown out of proportion but uh what do you have to say great so i have some quotes here um i'll read it out and we'll just discuss afterwards so when uh lucas when um I believe someone, it was an interview with Den of Geek. Uh, Hamill clarified his comments about the new movies, and uh, he said this. uh, The thing is, Luke changed so much between the first trilogy and the last trilogy. I got myself into trouble. I made a vow. I said that I'm not going to talk about the movies anymore because I think it's important for the audience to see them. My problem was I wasn't dealing with social media back then. When you say something and it goes around the world in 24 hours, if I were to answer your question on paper, I think, oh, that sounds a little strong, or ah, I shouldn't say this, but I have a tendency just to talk and talk and talk. And you can cherry pick, you know, I'll be reading something and say, what moron said this? And then realize, oh, it's me. <laughs> they can take selective comments you've made out of context and they can use it to support their argument. See, Mark hated Star Wars. Did I? Well, he's yeah. not wrong, right? Like yeah. I think about I think about this, the the era we're in, and this, these are coming from people who are talking on podcasts every week. Yeah, that it is different. I mean, like how many times have who you? Who are these people? They must be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how many times have you written an email, waited to hit send, and then went back and read it and go, oh, you know what? I need to tweak this sentence. Yeah. This isn't quite right. Yeah. As opposed to like I, I would be I'd be out of Hollywood. In two weeks, <laughs> just for mm-hmm. shooting your mouth off, exactly, or just like like if you listen to me before taping the podcast, like mm-hmm. things I say before taping the podcast, me just shoot my mouth off a little mm-hmm. bit and have sure. fun. But like just I know myself, out. I'd also just like put my foot in my mouth and say something in a way that I didn't quite mean for it to be said, and then it would be taken out of context. I can appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know how he navigates it as deftly as he does. Yeah. I, I I'm too thin skinned, I think, to like sort of. Yeah. throw myself out there and constantly just I mean like we know about the popular arguments that he's had or people have had against him but like it's not then isn't that bad but like the stuff we probably don't know about is probably like there's probably these weird Russian troll farm yeah you know yeah. like crazies out there that right. are like you know writing hateful stuff like blaming whatever I don't know I don't know who knows what the hell he's running into but there's a lot of toxicity out there on the net and um and when you're a public figure, everything gets blown up. And from someone who loves the Last Jedi, I really appreciated his candor. Yeah, talking about the process because I'm also a process nerd, and we'll talk about that yeah. in reading Rathar. Um, so I really enjoyed him, like his reaction to this, and and kind of his shock to what Ryan was writing, and 
how he felt differently. And and to me, the, the one I was thing I always take away with that is not that, oh, he didn't like it when he read it the first time, is that he and Ryan sat down and had long conversations about this character and yeah. really dealt yeah. dove into this character. And I think they broke apart Luke Skywalker between what he read in the script and what was shot. And yeah. I feel like we got this true Luke in Last Jedi because they did that, because he had a reaction, he didn't say, okay, fine, I'm going to do it. Or right. I refuse to do this. Of like, let's have a conversation, figure out how did Luke get here? Yeah. And I feel like the Luke we got was very true to life. Yeah. And not this kind of fantastical, heroic character that he could have been. And I think that Mark Hamill was fine with that choice. I think, I think so. he was okay with that choice. And and when he does address Star Wars on the red carpet, he always does it with a kind of like exhale. It's kind of blase. It's like, oh, they did this. He respects the creative process. Yeah. He knows that these these people who are working on this work are going to be judged by it and that they're right. putting their all into it. And he kind of, he, he doesn't hold any strong feelings towards the work and i think he demonstrates uh how one can have a healthy relationship with star wars yeah, yeah. oh absolutely yeah i think he's a really lovable dude i also i mean the, the key thing here is being taken out of context yeah yes because i mean it, and it's just a, it's this rash out there right like everyone people read headlines headlines can say whatever they want yeah but it's like really hard to sort of dive in and actually get the source material yeah. even like because it's being filtered by whatever media source that's trying to just drum yeah. up hits you know, make. So, I mean, to say that, yeah, you know, I, I'm glad he finally said this, especially the last line where he's like, do I hate Star Wars? Because that's weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember ever hating Star Wars. Like, I'm a power nerd that loves this. Yeah, and like, he's been such a champion for, for yeah, so long. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, he still made the movie and he, and he raved about, you know, The Last Jedi. It was a, it was a juxtaposition from the last time we had seen um uh, Luke Skywalker, yeah. you know, and it was a lot more complicated in a lot of ways, but he mm-hmm. he ran into it and he did a great job with it, I thought. Yeah. I mean, I just to go back to the taking out of context, I, I worked at a video store for 15 years, so I've read a lot of movie, post, movie posters. <laughs> um, and I always am like, it's when people would ask, like, how's this movie? Oh, the poster says this. I'm like, it's all about the ellipses. That's all I would say. It's all about <laughs> the ellipses. The dot, 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 what comes before uh, the yeah, dot, yeah. dot, dot. What comes after the dot, dot, dot in the yeah. quotes, right? Like that's yeah, the problem. Yeah. Like you can right. take a sentence like the sentence could be this movie is wonderful. And mm-hmm. the full sentence could be like, if I were to say this movie is wonderful, I'd be a liar. Right. <laughs> right? Like yeah. that's like you can take these, you can cherry pick anything and, and just add a little bit of ellipses here, cut here, do this. Sure. And, or outright uh, change the quote. Misquote. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like that's where we are right now mm-hmm. is people just like publish anything anyone says with no actual factual. Right. You know. Yeah. It's true. Um, st- basis behind it. Yeah, and with, with The Last Jedi being as complicated as, as it is and having so many moving parts, uh, Mark Hamill did have some problems with the movie, as sure. everyone did. Yeah. I mean, everyone who's seen that movie has has taken it back and thought about it, and and they all have their own ideas about where it could have gone, where it did go, and if that jives with what they think you know Star Wars should be. And so I feel like... So he does share some of yeah. his real problems, and we'll jump into that right now. Which is funny that yeah. he went from yeah. that to going yeah. right into like but, what he had problems but, with. But now, before I never say anything again, let me say a ton of stuff. Yeah. 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 And so he went on to say, I just thought, Luke's never going to see his best friend again. You look at it in a self-centered way. I said that it was a big mistake that those three people would never reunite in any way. I guess I was wrong because nobody seemed to care. I have to stipulate. <laughs> no one cares. He's really like this is his whole point. He's just like I'm, I'm worried about this other thing that no one cares about. Yeah. like no one's talking about this at all. As opposed to that's like the number one complaint I always hear about it. But anyway, continue. Oh, really? That I, they, I they, that the gang never got back together. Yeah, I hear it all the time. Really? I, no, I think they will. In, yeah, in, I thought in that's what he was saying there. Maybe I misread it, but he was just like, and no one cared. But yeah, that's what he said, which I think is not true. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> 
Of course, of course, not no one. But. And, and he continues, I have to stipulate that I care, but it didn't really seem to affect the larger audience. Luke, Han, and Leia will never be together again, and I'll probably never get to work with Harrison again. Then the second thing was that they killed me off. I, oh, yeah. I thought, oh, okay, you should push my death off to the last one. That's what I was hoping for when I came back to, when I came back, no cameos and a rundown and a run of the trilogy contract. Did I get any of those things? Because as far as I'm concerned, the end of seven is really the beginning of eight. I got one movie. They totally hornswoggled me. I have a question before yeah, I, no, we go on. No, go for it. Wait, so when he talks about the contract, is was he, that's my, my contract was three movies with no cameos. Yeah. Or is he just like, that's, I was hoping for one contract for three movies. Yeah, no I, I jumbled that up a little bit. Let me, let me repeat that line. Yeah. Uh, well, he says it kind of weird too. That's what I was hoping when I came back. No oh. cameos and a run of the trilogy contract. Run of, okay, he was hoping, he was hoping for, for a run of the trilogy run for, for his yeah. character. Yeah. He's like, that's what I was hoping yeah. for. So did he get that contract? Who knows? But he got this, like, this sort I think of placement? Con- I think he did sign yeah, a contract that's that what stated I was hoping he for. was going to be in all three films. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, which makes perfect sense because he's Luke Skywalker. He's the right. main right. character of the original trilogy. Which, he's like, okay, but if I'm going to yeah. be in it, I want to be in it. Again, you know, he is in Ryan's movie throughout yeah. the entirety of it, and J.J. cut him down tremendously mm-hmm. in... Uh, in Force Awakens, right? right? He was supposed to be in a lot more. And then rightfully, I think JJ mm-hmm. kind of looked at it and said, this doesn't work with yeah. him in it this much. We need it. Like the, the whole story needs to be the search for Luke Skywalker. Right. I so, mean, yeah. And we don't know how much he's going to be in nine. Mm-hmm. Um, this thing just broke my brain. So what I'm going to say is if anyone wants to like, we do wild speculations and rumors towards the end of the episode, I'm going to do one right now. So if you want to hit like sure. yeah. fast forward, like two minutes, go now. Cause I'm going to do it. Okay. So now I feel like this is just Mark Hamill being the little imp that he is. And there's 100% going to be <laughs> the reunion, the flashback reunion. Because he's sitting there going so much. You're never going to see him together again. He's never wow. together again. Like this is, I'm like, I, now I'm annoyed because I feel like wow. that's going to happen because he was just being the Mark Is that precedent? Hamill I mean, that's imp. Even for Mark, that's pretty. I feel like he's, that's ba- pretty I think he's gotten Kaiser wiser and wiser with this, with this like <laughs> messing with the fan well, just base. As, just as Ray has a mysterious childhood. So does Kylo. And I mm-hmm. think if you're going to unveil one, you have to unveil the other. Yeah. And if you unveil Kylo's youth or the, mm. his childhood, you're going to have to oh, show have all to three, three of yeah. the heroes. Yeah. Because I think, I think that's one thing that I don't even think it's necessarily Which they might have They might have shot in episode seven. They might have. And I don't, and, and, or enough to be able to work it around. And mm. I feel like as much as JJ, oh, I bet they did shoot it for it. Uh, JJ had to change it. I think he's probably bummed he didn't get to film the the Trinity together, right? Yeah. And and yeah. so my guess is that he's even like, this is not me just responding to the fans. It's me just because this is part important part. <sighs> it's the last in the Skywalker trilogy. How do you not have Han, Leia, and Luke I, now I've just got this vision of like JJ like firing off this like text to uh, Mark with like lol like crying emoji and a link <laughs> to hear that quote from him. <laughs> I feel like this is him playing the Russian trolls. I feel like yeah, he's just yeah. messing with the Russian trolls. Yeah. 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 That's so great. All right. And welcome back to those of you who just skipped two minutes ahead. <laughs> Nothing happened while you were away. Nothing. Um, that's funny. Yeah. Cool. Um, but, I, but I get that too in terms of this idea of, you know, what he wanted versus what was there. It's mm-hmm. fine. Like, I get it. I, you know, I don't blame him. We all had those thoughts of what could have been and what should have been. 
Well, there were those rumors that Luke had some sort of monologue in eight that was going to win him an Oscar. Did you hear about those rumors yeah. like, going around the internet? I think that might have been Kevin Smith's doing. <laughs> but I think that was the idealistic route for for Mark Hamill. I think he did. I think I think he did see a kind of a dramatic potential for Luke that could have been yeah. much bigger than what we got in eight. Not so much where he is as a Jedi or as a Force user or as a a, a, a piece on the, the chessboard war. Like right. more of like he's capable of delivering some really interesting monologues. He is. Uh, and uh, he's still... I wanted to see him the whole... I want. I mean, yeah. I wanted him to be a running character, the whole thing, doing Luke Skywalker stuff. Like, I, I mean, that's what, that was a lot of people wanted. I yeah. thought I wanted that, and then after seeing how they used him, I realized, mm-hmm. no, I actually did wanted what they did here because those new characters are so interesting. That, like, you know, we, I don't... All, we all have a different want. We do. I, you want him the way he was. Yep. You want him to be the hero, and yeah. I want him to be darker than he was. I want him to be like almost Weirded. push that real... That yeah. dark nerve down. Oh the right, max. so like you wanted to go more. Yeah. Like Ryan, you only stepped this far. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you should. You wanted to be kooky. You wanted to be like an evil hermit, or just like or just, damaged or well, broken. I wanted, be, I wanted to. I wanted to push It'll the extremes. I wanted that film side. to push the extremes. I wanted to go mm-hmm. way far dark, and so when he comes light, it's way far light. You know, it's like we're mm. pushing the extreme. Oh, so yeah. he still has. So you kind of get the Gandalf the white yeah, reveal. Exactly, you get like a very light side reveal of like. Yeah. You think he's a very dark oh. character. That would be weird if they did like effects with the eyes. So like whenever like he was. Like he could get fired up over nothing, and like his eyes just go yellow, and it's just like whoa. Also, I mean, I hope not. not also, that, that's too. That's like too much. I feel. Here's a question: Just what's, before, what's that. the opposite of Sith eyes? Is it like what well, color would you do? Eyes. This place just is normal. Enforcement yeah, later. Anything, but I have yeah. a few, I, I was thinking about this. I just revealed some the segment we have coming, but um, I was thinking that I, I wouldn't mind an end battle with Ray and Kylo, where they both have Sith eyes, and there's some kind mm. of darkness mm. going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some kind yeah. of inner darkness. Playing yeah. That'd be cool. That'd that would be, be cool. That'd be a thing. That would that'd be, be a new boundary to yeah, push. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would be it would draw a lot of attention to the eyes. Yeah. And everyone would look, look yeah. back and be like, huh. Then we get emo Anakin gifts again. But we'll get into that. Yeah. And now that I've said it now, I won't say it during the fourth. I'll I'll let the, the future segment be its own thing. But, it's um, reverberating through the future to the past. The future. Yeah, feeling right. it yes. all this way back in time. Oh my god. Uh, that's oh, funny. Yeah. It's funny that you guys said that because I didn't hear anything past, like, I'm only in one movie. I'm like, wait, did, you mean you're not in nine? Yeah. Like, and I, I started sweating and I didn't think anything. I didn't no. even, I they stopped have... listening after I saw it, heard, you know, read that. It would be, that would break it. <laughs> like, yeah. if Luke did not show up in nine, that yeah. would break, yeah. that would break it. It would be broken. And his contract would be broken yeah. from what he said. Right. Here, yeah. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like I get a cameo. In yeah. Nine to me. Sounds like I'm automatically in nine. Yeah. I signed. Yeah. I mean, to me, it sounds like, well, I guess not, because he was a cameo in Seven. He was. He had no speaking line. Yep. He was there for a minute. He had a very long That's shot. Basically. Yeah. And no lines renders you an, an extra, basically. Right. But I'm, but but paid it's, the most an extra ever been paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> but, you know, here's the thing. Like, I, like, yeah, I agree. I thought I wanted Luke. Han and Leia in all three movies in the future in all three movies. And then now that. I've seen what they give me. I'm like, oh, thank God they didn't do that. Because right. I don't want an action trilogy starring 85, five 70 years, to 85 yeah, year olds. Yeah. No offense. Like, not but, being ages, but like. Be like fre- yeah. yeah. But they used Han and old Han in such a great way in right. 7. And they used old Luke in such a great way in 8. Mm-hmm. And I'm super bummed we're not going to get 
older. I don't want to say old legs. She doesn't seem old to me. She seems the youngest of all of them still. Yeah. yeah. This desire for all three of the heroes being together wasn't even on the table for me. Like, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, wasn't I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. Well, because nothing would have been lamer than, like, th- like you said, <laughs> like three or four old people clunking around in the Falcon <laughs> trying to do, yeah. you know, be like, oh, about my back. Like, like it would be a dumb move. Yeah, we have to escape the Starkiller base. Oops, it blew up. End of story. Yeah, because we're And they all died on their way back to Alderaan. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really dumb. I yeah. Mean, so it's nice how they like they had to parse them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the I love the angle of we need to find Luke Skywalker because he pulled himself off the map. Like I can't even now I can't even conceive mm-hmm. of a logical like plot point. How know, weird it would have been. It feels weird, yeah. right? It's yeah. like Luke was in that movie. And more. for all the for all the guff we give the filmmakers for their treatment of the legacy characters, like Chewbacca is still in these films. Oh, yeah. He yeah, is yeah. winning and he is doing awesome stuff. So yeah. like we gotta remember people, we have Chewbacca. Yeah. And he's in the mix. Well, they're using still very much in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> they're using the droids right, in my yeah. opinion. Like, just a little yeah. smattering of 3PO in the right way. And they great new characters, which <laughs> yeah. we've talked about. Like, yeah. there's not, we're not missing anything. And no. they did a good job. Yoda, the use of Yoda in episode oh, eight might be my favorite use of Yoda in any yep. movie. Yes. Any of the movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it was his least... Empire. I mean, like, Empire's it was, it, the like, fact it's, is in the conversation with Empire. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nothing will be. Yeah, Empire it's in the conversation with Empire because you yeah. get yeah. so much Yoda and Empire. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So but it was, so but like, it was a seamless. Like, yeah. you're like, yeah, that was that. They're the but same. But it felt character. like the Kirshner Yoda, like in eight. Like, it felt yeah. like that Yoda. Exactly. Again. It felt, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it felt the the truest Yoda we've yeah. gotten since Episode Eight. Uh, since uh, Empire. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's sort of tough to look. Right. I mean, so he's not very not even as Yoda like. When he's Yoda in the prequels, right? Mm-hmm. Right, I agree. That's what you're I saying. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which he's an interesting character, but it's like yeah, like this sage old. It's sort of the same thing with old Ben. Like yeah, there's no better old Ben Kenobi than old Ben Kenobi. Agreed. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Obi Wan's great and he's suave and he does cool stuff, but yeah. like sage Obi Wan Kenobi is like OP. It's hard for me to pick my favorite Obi Wan because they're so yeah yeah. <coughs> yeah yeah in all the right ways exactly yeah, yeah. in all the right ways yeah yeah as and uh, and Filoni did that with him too which was so cool. good mm-hmm. yeah after writing young Obi Wan for like six seven years yeah and then to be to write him again as like almost a completely different character yeah. that must have been so cool oh I know this is like old news but man we need an Obi Wan movie or a series. We yeah. were getting one, though. Well, right? when we talk about Resistance Recap, so. I think there's a character that could fit in the Obi-Wan kind of storyline. Huh. An agent of uh, Intelligence Bureau. Uh, oh, she is your... Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. That's they're cool. like, again, they're revealing something. Yeah. Uh, that they're they setting know. stuff up. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. We're, well, we, we have a lot there. to talk about, people. <laughs> Stay tuned. This is going to be a really fun ride of a podcast. Um, great. Right. Next segment. Next segment. Resistance recap. 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 Sweet. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, when last we saw our heroes, uh, they were totally busted in the garage by uh, the First Order. Yeah. And um, then uh, polarity ensues. Yeah, exactly. There's a, it's a big a bit of a chase episode. It's a lot of them kind yeah. of running and just trying to evade the First Order and get a message out to the resistance for help. Yep. Yeah. Very action-packed. A lot happened here that we pretty much predicted would happen last episode. And Grant broke this because he actually watched the episode this week. I did. Oh. I watched the episode this week. And I, my favorite detail from this episode is that the Colossus base can actually uh, submerge, submerge yeah. underwater. That was yeah. fascinating. And I think that's, that was kind of 
a really smart element to include because George tries to explore all these different biomes and explore how, yeah. how space bases work in these different biomes and yeah. like that. And I love that this base goes underwater and come in and emerges from the water. And I, I think that's so interesting. Um, so I have a process question since this is the episode where I'm apparently just going full process nerd for everyone. Sure. Um, is so it floats and it can go underneath the water. And mm-hmm. and I got here, I got here early. And ben and I were rewatching the episode and we yeah. saw like the diagram. We're like, wait, is that the bottom of the? Is it the resting platform. on the platform? Yeah. But it clearly it's not. It can it's, go lower. Yeah. So why is it on water? So my question is, what anchors it? What anchors it? What fuel is it giving? Is it getting the fuel like oil from the core? Is it like mining stuff? And like the answer is, of course, it's a cartoon. No, the answer is. <laughs> tell me what the answer is. I need to know. This is why I've read every EU book ever. Has, has there been a visual dictionary for the cartoon? Any of the cartoon series? Uh, not for no. Resistance, at least. There I don't should know. be. There actually cool, should be. There's a big market for that. I want to know yeah. how the Colossus yeah. platform works. I, yeah. I would say it's. It looks like there's a series of technology on the bottom side of it. With yeah. dampeners and shield generators right so it's good they use the same you know sort of meg maglev sort of you know places to anchor it or like electrical signal to anchor the thing cool i'll take it thank turbo you turbo lifts yeah no turbo Wait, lifts or elevators that's elevators that's right. okay. um <laughs> so um yeah so I, yeah no, that's totally makes sense and then is it are they mining um yeah, whatever. Forget oh, so you, like maybe they might be sucking fuel out. That's my thought. It's like it's are. actually like a it's right, like an oil it platform. It should be a drill drill platform, right? right? Like, is it actually getting coaxium from the or core? Or is it just geographically it, placed right in the galaxy? Floating, and I'm like, why isn't it like anyway? But that's yeah. that's my question. Like, but it revolves for around some reason, star, it, whatever. Your answer is it's just a cartoon. It's the correct answer. <laughs> but my answer is I watch it. And the first time I didn't think about it. the problem is I should never watch these things twice because the second time I'm like, wait, no, I need I to understand notes. everything that's happening. So right away. Tam, so moving Tam on, Ravora gets captured right away. Yes, um, and uh, and the first order actually are searching for spies, resistance spies. Do they know uh, Kaz is the spy in the beginning of the episode? I don't think so. Think so. They just know mm. that he is. He was in the he was in the New Republic uh, Navy. Right, he's from a wealthy family. From wealthy Boston. family, right. and seems to possibly have connections with Poe. Damn. Right. right. So didn't they I thought suspect. they had video of him like just barely escaping one of their like yeah. one of like in episode one. I thought they mm. had video of him. Well, and they also were chasing him right through the platform. Oh, they chased him in ago. like seven so, like, episodes. Yeah, I mean, again, this is where <laughs> I think like Ben's answer: it's coat. a cartoon <laughs> plays again because right. it's just like. It, he, uh-huh. They're real dumb if they don't know that he's the, he's yeah, the spy at this point. I, I love that stuff, too. And, I mean, they, they do have, like, the fact that there's this inner workings in the underground that you can play around with. This. Like, that's as far as they're going to get. Like, yeah. like, let's just talk about the cool stuff. You don't need to know that ice cream is made with salt. Like, right, right. it's fine. Just sort of Wait, ice cream is made with salt? Wait, what? Rock salt. Oh. That's why I love ice cream. All right, moving on. See, <laughs> yeah. I need to know because now I appreciate ice cream even more. Um, yeah. Um, I got my so, notes here, too. Um, yeah. So they're chasing Kaz. Kaz and Jaeger are mainly, they're mainly the duo of the episode. They're kind of staying together, yep. running away. Um, but then we get introduced to a brand new character who comes to interrogate yes. Tamra Vora. Her name is Agent Tierney. Yeah. Tierney. Sounds yeah. They just refer like, to as, or Tierney, if you're like bros with her, like um, Viper, what's that guy's name? Um, Fieri. You know, Guy, not, guy Crim- Fieri? not Crimson. Agent Fieri. <laughs> 
No, oh, the, the gold, I'm not talking about Pyre, the grossest Pyre, human Pyre, being Pyre, in Captain history. Pyre, yeah. Oh wait, what? I, I heard a great um, uh, rumor about Pyre the other day that his armor isn't just isn't gold; it's Haitian, Haitian, Haitian smelt. Oh, Haitian smelt. Haitian right. smelt. Oh, that's a, that's a rumor. I would like that. I like that rumor. That's yeah. a good rumor. Yeah, it's a good rumor. That's also a good gets rumor. A, that also almost gets us a DJ uh, appearance on. <laughs> on right, and it's another word. Haitian smelt. Haitian smelt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, that was a cool. Uh, I like uh, that. CB twenty three does a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Uh, I like the voice that they give her. Yeah. It's yeah. different than BB, but it still feels Similar. very BB like. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, we yeah. get an answer to why all BB and EV heads are flat. <laughs> to carry to carry trays carry food. food. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, well, now yeah. I want that droid even more. <laughs> yeah, CB twenty three even beats up. Give me BB-90 some pizza rolls, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this episode gets real. Oh yeah, and like he was kind of a badass little droid, right? Like nine E was like causing trouble, and he you know he ratted on somebody, and she just That's like it. he's just a rat. She just left him in the like. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, she beat him up in an alley. That also explains why when EV or yeah. nine, whatever BB nine E uh, sees BB eight. Yes. In The Last Jedi, why he has a chip on his shoulder and really wants to rat yeah, him out. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. They're a bunch of little rats, <laughs> yeah. is what they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're rollies. We get a slang word. Yeah. 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 I like the rollies a lot. Yeah, or, she's or a golden rollies. Of course, she knows all the lingo, all the hip lingo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben and I were debating, well, not debating, we were talking about whether or not Bucket is actually Chopper. Yeah. And I think I've won Ben over. Oh, yeah, really? you have, because his the voice acting is identical. Like, I the voice so hard when all the. First Order troopers are trying to shoot uh, bucket, bucket. Yeah, <laughs> just can't. No, I know. Yeah. Too fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was pretty great. I liked the gag where um, uh, homeboys um, Jaeger's blaster overheats and he just chucks it at him. Yeah, yeah. I was just it lands like, on the ground. That's yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 like the laziest toss ever. But like, it was like very Han Solo. Yeah, it was cool. Like, I, I thought that was that was pretty <laughs> yep. fun. I wish a guy tripped over it or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. that would have been funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but he was just like harmlessly bounced away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need more. I need more first order troopers like banging into walls, yeah. hitting doors, like tripping, just being clumped. Like, there's I ever a place for it. It's the show, right? Because <laughs> it's a kid show, and so you yeah. can add that kind of like. If they brought yeah, me in, that's like 100 percent what I would be doing constantly. I was right. Like, oh, we need this guy to trip, yeah. fall over our balcony. We need this guy to just yeah. bang his head on a door. So, and if they're like, no, we can't do it. It's dark. Wars, you just show them episode one, and then you can be like, "No, we can just have yes. a step and poop." <laughs> hoodoo, you mean? That hoodoo. Oh, did, 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 did. oh yeah, Jar Jar steps straight. Oh yeah, hoodoo. Okay, Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah there was a yeah that happens, and then there's a fart joke. That yeah, was a total fart joke. Yeah, Eopi. Eopi fart. Yeah, that's great. Which I enjoyed. <laughs> you would at the time. <laughs> no, hey, cheap laughs. It's a good time. The uh, so the one thing I, I think we we cut mm-hmm. you off after you mentioned. Tyranny. Tyranny, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. And, uh, but Adam and I watched this right before together. And the, what I saw when I saw this, you know, agent walking down the flight was, uh, and they made it like really like significant, like, you Dual know, you used to like really, yeah, like slow reveal of yeah. this, this new character. I like, it looked like Iden Versio, which I guess only people who would, who've played Battlefront right. 2 would know. But, yep. um, Gianna Viancar, we talked about uh-huh. her mm-hmm. last week and she's amazing. But it looked like her, but yeah. like darker and like thicker hair, like, and, yeah. uh, but it was close, but like, and I thought like I saw gray in her mm-hmm. hair on the first animation, but I think it was pretty, it was, that was just some weird light. It does effect. look like an Inferno Squad outfit. Outfit. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's, it's totally an Inferno Squad. It's is, hard yeah. to figure out age. She's in like a flight outfit, which yeah. is yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And she looks super yeah. cool. But it like, 
I, I'm glad it's not but her. But she's an agent of the uh, the intelligence bureau of oh, the first ISB order. first yeah. order. Oh, ISB. Yeah, this is okay. Yeah. So we're gonna go there. With so yes, let's go there. there. <laughs> um, yes, but yeah. I don't know. I just oh, wanted yeah. to finish that thought. Oh right? no, like okay. I just thought that was that was pretty cool. But I, I, I'm also happy that she's. That it's not a her. new character. I mean, it, it, character. Wouldn't, it wouldn't be her anyways because spoiler alert: uh, Inversio changes to the rebellion like four seconds into yeah. like her story. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, at, but she would have been alive, I think, at that. I point. would think so. Yeah, um, she was just older. Um, yeah, and like much older with gray hair. So, but, it would look but like, I guess like not super older, right? Because like I mean, like fifties, full fifties or sixties. So, 60s so like full which mm-hmm. with the way they animate resistance, it's hard yeah. to tell age. You like, get you to could play totally... old Aiden um, on the oh. um, in in the story. Yeah, she gets that old. And... I gave up halfway through. I don't blame. You. I just read the I read the oh, <laughs> summary. Read, oh, you read the, the book. Yeah. I read the book, and Actually, then I read Inferno Squadron is a great book. The, it's really good, shockingly yeah. good. And then I just read the. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna not play this and read the summary of the game of it instead. Yeah. But anyways, it was good yeah. to yeah. it was good to have a new character, female character. Yeah, agreed. I kind of like how she in her, when she's kind of um, interrogating Tam Rivora, she explains the MO for both the First Order and the New Republic or the Resistance. Yeah. And she's like, you know, the the First Order is all about uh, attaining peace. I have a direct which, quote. Oh, yeah, do it. Galactic oh, peace through absolute order. Yep. Which is exactly what the first order is about, yeah. and that is mm-hmm. very attractive. It, it is attractive. I, yeah, it, that is a good. It, it that makes more sense to me than the Empire. Right. right. And so when you look, when you compare Iden Versio to Agent Tyranny, just because we just did, it's like Iden Versio was seeing the kind of like the downfall of the Empire and seeing all the holes and seeing the it, you know the problem yeah. with the corruption and the and the power mongering and things like that. Yeah. Whereas the, the what she states about absolute order through galactic peace, I mean, that's something worth fighting for that you can actually believe in. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the propaganda is very strong, uh, you know, during this period just before the the new galactic war. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't mention that the that the absolute order comes from the unilateral yeah. decisions made by right. one paramilitary right. company through that, tyranny, right? Yeah, like, that yeah. has no real motivation other yeah. than to consolidate its own power. That's ironic that her name is Tyranny. Yeah. Tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this yeah. is exactly what I, you specifically, Grant, but I think we all talked about it was, we thought was coming for uh, Tam where she was going to get recruited. Right. right. We were talking about this yeah. last episode. Yeah. Right. And it's and, looking more and more like they're lining that up. Yeah. For, yeah, and next she could week be is in, the first part of the finale. Yeah. yeah, I'd actually love it if they put her um, in the cockpit of an X-wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, Tie Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That would be chance to be fly. Cool. She wants to fly. She wants to fly. Yep. She wants to. Han ship. wanted to fly. He was sourced to the Empire. Yeah. Like she wants to fly. She's sourced. Yeah. To yeah. The, I'm, the first I, order. Another thing I mentioned to Adam earlier was like. Jaeger's relationship with Tam is like he's pretty casual with her. Yeah. Like he, I don't know, he's not like this doting father figure no. at all. He's like, you work for me, and he's you're welcome. Yeah. And um, and like when she starts talking guff about like how the Force Order is cool, he's like, child, please, and just like, ditches her. Yeah. Like, and there's been a couple times when she, he's just like, you don't understand, and like that's it. Yeah. yeah. Which is sort of that's not really. I mean, I think of Jaeger as supposed to be this like paternal like. I don't know, like even keeled savvy vet that's seen everything and is wiser, but he's sort of like no, like he's no, he's, he's rebel to his core. He is, yeah. It was fun seeing him in action a little bit in this episode, yeah, it actually was, shooting yeah. a blaster, and uh, it's good. We also get to see Leia again in her message, right. yeah. which I uh, still don't understand why we don't get uh, Kaz saying, you're, um, our, "You're our only hope." Yeah, saying. 
General Organa, your only hope. Like, how do you not put that? Yeah, yeah. How do you not put that? I in? think you do that because if he says that, then there's no way that oh, General Leah doesn't like. I'll be point. there in 15 minutes. Because then it would have been horrible. <laughs> if she, then it's doubly yeah. worse yeah. if she's like, "No, sorry, we can't help yep, you." Yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> That's why you don't do it. <laughs> That's why they are better at writing this than I am. <laughs> And that's right. pretty much it. And then uh, Jaeger gets uh, captured at the very end of the yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. So we Leading into the season finale. Um, did you want to talk about your thoughts about oh, yeah. Tyranny so and Agent, what you Agent would do Tyr- with Tyranny? Exactly. So Agent Tyranny is a great setup for the, the sort of character that I want to see be the antagonist in the Obi-Wan series yeah. or film that they do do when I do mm-hmm. want to see. I think that's the, the, the biggest threat to Obi-Wan on Tatooine as he's watching over Luke would have to be some sort of Imperial inspector. Who's not the, you know, the, he's, they don't represent the, 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 the full power of the empire by any means. They're just simply a scout. You know right. what I mean? Right. Right. But they're not, they're an intelligence officer and they're, they're hyper knowledgeable of Jedi and of the force and of midi chlorines. If they have, if you want to bring that back into the picture, not that, anyone, <laughs> not that anyone does, but just in terms of a, a way to, to identify Luke as a force user, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be a really interesting uh, kind of obstacle for Obi-Wan. Yeah. And so an Agent Tyranny-esque character in yeah. an Obi-Wan series or film would be really interesting because I don't want to see him go against Vader. I do not want to see him I don't want to see, see him go against a force user right. or anything like that. I like that idea yeah. a lot of him just, just trying, because yeah. it makes sense, right? He's just yeah. trying to stay under the radar. He's just trying to yep. basically stay out of the, out of anyone's crosshairs Till till Leia. Yeah. Let's do a quick bullet point list <laughs> yeah. of and shout them out of antagonists in the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi series. Sure, I'll start it off. Great dragons. Great dragons. <laughs> yeah, great dragons. Uh, we need some t- maybe Tuscan Raiders. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, Crime Lord. Crime Lord. Ooh, Crime Lord. Yeah, good one. I'd love to see him walking into uh, Jabba's yeah. palace. Would be kind of cool. Okay. Um, bounty hunters. Bounty hunters. I was gonna say right. bounty hunters too. Like, I feel like you just. I feel like you just go to episode four, right? Mm-hmm. Episode four and episode yeah. six, and the first part of episode six, and just like make it all. Like, I don't want to see him ever leave Tatooine mm-hmm. in this series. Yeah. Like, yeah. he should never right. get on a spaceship. There's plenty of antagonists. I mean, yep. We just named six. Yeah. Or yeah. seven. In two seconds, that are on that planet that he can have to deal with. But it's I mean, amazing. In the book, he dealt with locals. Like yeah. locals, like yeah. it was like a classic uh, gunslinger or um, seven samurai or magnificent seven. Like, but also book, like you know. Uncle Owen as an antagonist, and not mm-hmm. as a not as yeah. a physical antagonist. But like, mm-hmm. I love this. Like, oh, really, yeah. more of it. They've gotten together and they constantly like Uncle Owen's like stay the Back hell away off. from the boy. Yeah, like, and that you, would be you, kind of you've amazing. Seen yeah. Guardian Angel moments in films where it's like, say, Uncle Owen. I don't want to say mm-hmm. abusive of towards Luke, but mm-hmm. just treating him poorly or making him do yeah. chores or something like that. And Obi Wan's like. Yeah, overbearing. It would be cool if he's overbearing, but it comes out of love. Exactly, he's really like cares about overprotective and does and knows what's in this kid and knows what his father did and doesn't want him ever exposed to anything like that. Yeah, what a burden. It would be amazing. I know. It'd be amazing if you had the Empire and like an Agent Tyranny or something like that on the overarching of this, and so all these like all these episodes are him basically getting involved with. Oh no, I you know he has his morals, so he gets involved trying to fix something. That's revolving around Jabba's palace, but the overarching thing is also like, but I have to do this without coming to the attention of anyone. Like, how do you fix these? How do you basically be the Incredible Hulk from the 1970s series without yeah, the FBI yeah. becoming aware? Well, I think of the you, Tusken right? Raiders like, are key to that. Yeah, I think that because in the New Hope, you see that Obi Wan understands the Tusken Raiders thoroughly, understands the Tusken Raiders. Yeah, he's had. Yeah, uh, I I can see him in his own standalone series, kind of using 
the Tusker Raiders to cover his own tracks, like to, to, to oh, make yeah. something look like some sort of accident. Mm, they yeah. attacked someone, some kind of ambush, you know, oh, something yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. I yeah. think that's That'd what Obi-Wan is going to do. Yeah. I feel like that's... Well, then you get to bring in the lore. He's versed in those, the, the, their culture and who they are. And I think we've talked about this on an episode before. We've only had 54 of them, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where, like, you might have had, you might have the Tuscans afraid of him because mm-hmm. of their memory of Anakin. Right. Like, you can pull in, like, Anakin's slaughtering of them. And it's like myth, mythological oh, storytelling, right. and like, yeah. like 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 it's like he lights a saber. Almost. It's yeah, just yeah. like and they're after him, and they're also scared. Yeah. And this it would just be fascinating. Yeah, yeah. that would be really cool. Did you guys read Kenobi? Yeah, uh, years ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 A so while they, ago. they do like, a lot of they they took the time to go underneath the wrappings of a yeah. Tuscan Raider, yeah. and like that's part of their story. Like they could be human under there. They could be any race. Like for a Tuscan Raider, right. Um, and uh, it's cool. And yeah, because doesn't some someone get stuff. kidnapped and turned into one, yeah. or someone Those gets Jedi? Tuscan Raider Jedi in the comics. Oh, in the yeah, comics. comics. Yeah, they so they at one point, um, I think they they tried to uh, Obi Wan Kenobi gets the idea where I think he was asked to become a Tuscan Raider, mm. which is sort of insane. And he like thought about it for a second and was like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, thank you though. Yeah. Um, but no, it's great. Wasn't I mean, that he, the he last... would be hidden. <laughs> You'd never find him then. That's true. Um, wasn't Kenobi? Wasn't that like the last or second to last novel in the old EU? It was like right towards the end. Yeah, of... it was one of the last ones. It was yeah. like you know in the after uh, Lucina's um, Plagueis. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was in there. There was there's a couple. Of Mark good books. Jackson Miller, maybe it was in a Miller that sounds, book. That's right. That's right. That sounds right. Yeah, John Jackson. Yeah. John Jackson. John Mac Jackson Miller. Yeah. John Mac Jack Black Miller. John Jackson Miller. It was him. But um, as far as I'm uh, thinking about it, I don't think uh, there was an inspector in that. Like, I don't think there was no. any ISB, right. any kind of like in our M- Imperial inspector character. I don't yeah. Think it would be cool so that like the Empire is a thing. Like, it's just like, yeah. that would be enough to sort of sniff the Empire. Yeah. You'd think maybe it's pre... I mean, there shouldn't be any other Imperial o- occupation, right? Yeah, no. It's just some routine search. Like, it's just yeah. some routine thing. Random, oh, like, like one, you know, one yeah, one lone inspector really. yeah. to sort of just trying to chasing down a, a stray lead. Yeah. And someone who's in the good graces of the Empire, Emperor, and so Vader's like, oh, I'm going to send you to the planet that has caused me all my pain in my entire life. See, that would be no, really cool. That's, no, like no. The, that's like the... the I'm going to repitch... To grant what he already pitched, because okay. you had pitched it differently oh, earlier, and I like the I like this, but yeah, yeah. what you had said is someone who fell from the graces and no, gets they've always stationed. Been the, they've always been in the good graces of the emperor, but Vader hates them. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. right? And gets stationed uh, too. But I like right. this idea that they basically get thrown to Tatooine right. to be like, just go to this backwater planet, right? Right. And start like Vader out sends like them maybe, there as a yeah. punishment, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. but like, yeah, because he's too competitive, exactly. That that would be really cool, See. and also that like that's that's your one Vader. You get See, one. Then your first scene own. is Vader. Exactly. Uh, right. First scene yep. in the entire movie right. introducing yep. her, who I, I want her to be a, a right. female character. So I think that's she could report back too. Yeah. You get they, the like, beginning feed. reporting and then end, and then she's yeah, and then in the yeah, end thrown what? out an airlock or something. Yeah, yeah. Like how I pitched it, I wanted she's gonna no matter what go to the the Lars homestead and oh, search yeah. and find Luke, uh, even though Obi Wan has told her not to go there. Yeah. I mean that's like ultimately where it has to go. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the the end of the triangles right there. That those two those two points of action have to happen like near miss. And then I think near, that yeah. yeah, and then Obi Wan I think utilizes the Tuscan Raiders, uh, diverts their course to go in her path, and then well, and then you get they that kill her, and then it's it's a whole it's it, it it's how do you feel about Obi Wan right? That? And you get that like, moral questioning right of like yeah. where's my duty to to protect this boy who could save the galaxy exactly. versus like 
this woman can't live because she has this information. Yes, but I can't kill her. And, right, I can't kill her, but is that any better? And am I selling my light side? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, though. See, then, here's the problem. This is not going to be what they actually make. No, I know. And not. you've ruined it for me, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only Obi-Wan story I can see happen. And then if another story happens, it's like if it's crime lords and a bunch of scum and villainy, it's like uh, that's kind of not the story that I want as Obi-Wan. So I don't know how many people in this around us around me have seen the movie Tusk by Kevin Smith. No. I have not. I have not seen it. Okay. First of all, see the movie Tusk oh, by Kevin Smith. Really? It's right. insane. And I know I hate I know you shouldn't say things are insane. Yeah. But it's literally insane. Like it's I from the mind so. of a man a bad man. But it's uh it's about a guy who turns another guy into a walrus. Right. It's a horror movie. It's amazing. And it's okay. it's really it's, I, my friend and I was talking about it's sixty seven percent of an amazing movie. And then the other third is Johnny Depp. Um, Johnny Depp's in it? Oh, yeah. Um, but huh. my point of this is that he made this movie. Crimes of Grindelwald, but continue. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I, 100, yeah, yes. Um, he, Kevin Smith, during one of his podcasts, pitched this idea of a movie, and they spent two hours, him and Scott Mosier, breaking this movie apart, and then was just like, vote if you want me to make this movie. <laughs> His fans voted and he made this movie. He lost him a ton of money. He did nothing with it. But like, this is kind of like, this is what I'm envisioning. We can't do it because it's, it's Star Wars and we'll get our asses sued back to the Stone Age. But I'm like, mm-hmm. can we make this movie? Like, can we please make this movie? Yeah. Because it yeah. sounds amazing. Like, we That'd should. be great. Well, we just should just pitch it to the right people. Yeah. I'm sure they'll. We've already given away the ending, though. It's kind of like. Hmm. But they I did mean, with Tuscan. It's still amazing when you see it's it on kind film. of what's nice about Star Wars, especially the new EU, is like sort of the best part. You know what's going to happen. The best end. part about this ending is that after the Tuscan Raiders destroy her uh, speeder, and then she's kind of uh, all, all injured and, and collapsed near this rock. And, yeah. and this, is, this is a very specific <laughs> not, imagining. Not that are... you've given it much thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Like there's like she is connected to Vader via holo feed via her like a trans transponder. And I think you get a kind of like Obi-Wan sees Vader, but Vader does not see Obi-Wan. Mm. Like, I think that's key to the oh, end yeah. of the film, almost. Yeah. Oh, that War would be... Yeah. Man, twisted right. and evil. It's like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And he oh, sees that's it. a good point. Yeah. He would have to learn... He has to learn that Anakin is Vader. Yes. Right. Exactly. So how do we get that? Like, is there something well, he says or something he does that's very Anakin? When he watches the, I think he sees the like, um, what is it called? The knighting. He of, does. Of Lord does. Vader. I will call you Lord Vader. Right. Yeah. Follow feed. For some so reason, he knows the name. Names the right. Name. That's and then he he's like, that's Vader. He's right. Like, yeah. And he'll see it and be like, Anakin. Like, no. There you go. Exactly. Because exactly. as long as he sees him and hears her call him Vader, that connects the dots. Yeah. yeah. Or even an admiral say, like, Lord Vader. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right next to him. And maybe exactly. has a lights- and it- maybe you see the lightsaber or something. No. Yeah, or no, maybe we can't do no that one, again. No one <laughs> a lightsaber on a hollow feed, I was going to say, but it has to give something away. But he'll have to do something like Anakin-y. Maybe too, like just one thing to like but, punctuate, but not even because he knows that Anakin is Vader. You know it's Vader, and so if you, as long as Vader. you see her call him Vader, okay, and sees the hollow feed, he'll be able to see that it's this mechanical monstrosity is Vader. All right, so no, like I hate sand line, just like <laughs> oh, no. that would be basically she dies, and he just looks past, like. Oh, <laughs> I hate Well, sand. I think Vader is looking for a reason to hang up because he already doesn't like this Inspector character. Yeah. She's in the good graces of the Emperor. Right. Especially so with, it's like, like the sandstorm blowing And the sandstorm. And so doesn't, does, does no tattooing anymore. He's done with tattooing. And, uh, and I think that yeah. he stays on for a little longer because he senses something for, you know, 
Oh, something's that would be on the line for a second. Oh, uh, that would be cool. But so, oh, you know, it'd be amazing, right? So, so I sense something I've not felt. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. But here's the thing. So let's say that Obi Wan's behind them watching this, right? And so you get right. Vader's hollow feed. You get Vader <laughs> turn around, turn around, but he can't see, right? Because no. the way hollow feeds work is only it's to a her body. Yeah. But you see him feed. basically looking at at like, Obi Wan, and almost it's like, back. but yeah. they know they can't see each other. Yeah. But this is almost like yeah. locked eye moment where you, where it'd just be amazing. I think you need right. that. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're good. We're good. Okay. Lucasfilm. Something like something like that. Lucasfilm. Come on. I put this on Reddit. I put this on Reddit. All right. Um, and all, all, all the gotta, additives you guys have okay. brought to it is like only making. So it we better. have to like write. We have to get this script written out, like what we just did, the and then they, mail it to ourselves because then it's copyrighted. It, it is. No. It's, it's Library of Congress that or WGA West or WGA. We can talk about the copyright laws offline probably, but <laughs> Actually, I think no, we, have no, we have no right over the license. So no, we, okay. we don't. Yeah. So it's a complete. Yeah. No, Super. No, no rights. Okay. Uh, oh, well, now my life's. <laughs> but they have a script. I mean, there's rumors that they have yeah. a script. Oh, they already. Yeah. Yeah. They're sure they, they have a so. six-part series script. Yeah. But yeah. I keep seeing things we say popping up in random media, so you never know. Maybe they're. They were just waiting for <laughs> this you, episode. Do you, do you see that? Do you I see do. That happening? I do. Really? All right. It happens literally all the time. The depths I, of Reddit. I think. The depths of fortune. I've stopped looking at Reddit. I've actually stopped Reddit. Yeah, I've stopped Reddit. Smart. I feel like Never my started. life is wasting so away happy. down that rabbit yeah. hole. Yeah, I'm a much happier person. Yeah. But no, I see. I, I mean, I still look at news feeds and yeah. see it like. Uh, I have a lot of uh, timestamp stuff from between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and then nothing else left that thing right after The Last yeah. Jedi. It's a. Yeah. It is literally a, you know, um, villainous hive of scum and villainy yeah 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 no what's the first adjective uh, a wretched wretched, wretched hive, hive of scum, scum and villainy. Thank i you. always need that first word to get in i can yeah. never uh, that's what it is yeah so goodbye reddit agreed anyways what did this segment start as resistance recap yeah. <laughs> always <laughs> every time Every time, well, the agent journey warranted our yes, yeah, new I, change of course, right? Did yes, that did. was a natural yeah. progression. All right, good new character. All right, so we had three uh, comics this week came out. We had uh, Vader Dark Visions number one, Star Wars number 62, and um, Padme Amidala, Star Wars Age of the Republic. Um, so let's start with uh, Vader, Dark Visions. Uh, this is brought to you by uh, Hopeless, uh, as he calls himself, Villanelle, Villanelli, uh, Prianto, Caramanga, and Smallwood. Um, right, and there's not a yeah. page, like a title page with the author names. It's kind of, you only it's, have the last names to work with. It's weirdly like 10 pages in. I had to flip through. Oh, it is? It. Okay. Yeah. It's because oh, it's on the left page. Oh, there it is. It's okay, super weird. Yeah, because right. there's like a there's a a, a, a prologue before right. we actually get to see Vader. Yeah, I mean this this took me for this was kind of subverted my expectations. I thought Dark Visions was going to play to the, the namesake. I thought it was going to be these kind of Force Visions that Vader was going to huh. have these kind of surreal experiences. Each comic was going to be this kind of yeah. magical realm where he was going to explore it and have these kind of visions that played to some kind of larger arc in his real life. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't know what to expect from it, but I definitely wasn't expecting what I got. And that's not a bad thing. I just, I wasn't expecting standalone issues. I thought it was going to be a five issue series. It seems like each one's just going to be a different story in the life of Vader. Um, There's still plenty of time for that. Yeah, Maybe it might, it'll go somewhere different. You never know. There will be an overarching First kind one, of anything goes, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Uh, but basically, I mean, the, the, the general story is that Vader crash lands on a planet and defeats a giant beast. Yep, called the Ender. Yeah. yeah. Who, was, who caused an entire population of a planet to exist underground while the beast yeah. slept right. for three seasons it's or whatever. Vader or versus season. Godzilla is how I entitled the issue. Yeah, and then it turned yeah. into that. And it yeah. was and it was it was myth made real. Yes. From you know, from a, a indigenous population's uh, perspective, which is mm-hmm. very yeah. cool. And what's interesting is we get very little Vader speaking in it. We only get a two lines in the entire issue and it's all as told, it should be. Yeah, exactly. It's all told by uh, the narrator, which is a young boy on this world. Yeah. And in fact, I, I'm a little bummed. Um, I don't know a lot of work by Hopeless. What's the name of the... It's Dennis... That's not their full name, is Dennis it? Dennis Hopeless Hallam. But if you look on the cover... Oh, Hopeless Hallam. He just goes by the, Hopeless. On the cover, it's just... Because they usually go last yeah. name. It just says Hopeless. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't, I'm not familiar with that writer. I don't know what else he's written. Um, I'll look it up. Catchy mm-hmm. name. It is. It's a great name. Um I feel like the way he originally wrote it was that Vader actually doesn't say anything until the, the last page. And that's how, if you read it, Vader says very little until the last or second to last <laughs> yeah. page. Um, and then towards the beginning of the issue, Vader's crash landing, and there are some word bubbles put in about him giving orders about crash landing. And if I had by Druthers, I wish that they had told that completely visually. And people yeah. would able to figure out he's crash landing on a planet. Right. And then literally, it's a Vader comic, and you you only get one line by Vader, and it's at the very end of the issue. And I'm guessing that's probably how Hopeless wrote it, and then they were like, oh, we need you to explain why he's crashing or something. Mm-hmm. And it kind of bummed huh. me out a little bit, because it seemed like a missed opportunity a little bit to me. Of like, That's so much more powerful if you're reading a Vader comic, and you get 28 pages of just Vader kicking butt and yeah. nothing, and then you get one line at the very end. Yeah. Right. If we're going to start with, so- if we're gonna start with gripes... Um, <laughs> also, I, I which I have comic, very slim. Yeah, I have like almost no gripes at all about this comic. I think it was incredible. I think the art um, by yeah. Paolo Villanelli. I think yeah, yeah, incredible. The incredible. art, some of the best. I even uh, fired off some frames to you guys that I thought was that's right. I thought were oh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I got that before yeah. I read it. I'm like, What's happening? Um, I thought there was beautiful. No. I thought the art was gorgeous. I was like, this is stunning. I've never seen Vader kind of portrayed in this kind of expressionistic style, especially in in action when he's kind of yeah. moving around. He was but awesome. He looked amazing in this. The planet is a little odd. There are like these. Over Overgrown office buildings, the kind of uh, yes, yeah, so I it noticed that. Me the it was wrong like way. I was like, this looks like Earth planet. Yeah, it looked like Earth almost. It's, yeah, it's that's so. I made that off joke about Godzilla, and that's literally the scene where I thought Godzilla. Like it looks like right. it looks like him wrecking office buildings okay. in yeah. Japan or L.A. Right, but I mean, it, the, the, yeah, that makes it was sense. totally Horizon Zero Dawn. But I mean, it was just supposed to have been. It was like a. It was post civilization. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. Like, and I mean, you could really put it into anything because it's just it's overgrown with whatever the local flora and fauna is. Yeah, but uh, it's just cool because it's like instead of yeah. you're like, what about civilizations that are at different points in time? Not right. everyone has this like exactly Earth like, you know, thing. It's not it's all not always ancient. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's post ancient, and I, I just. That, I thought that yeah. was a great yeah. to play with time well, period and like the life cycle of right. uh, civilization was really cool. It's neat, and you get the kaiju stuff going on. Yeah, there, it's very kaiju. Is, yeah. Um, and aside from that, I mean, like that's a, that was my only thing where I was like, "Oh, why are there office buildings in here?" It's and Star it, Wars, and then I kind of moved on. I was like, "Oh, now Vader's on a sweet alien horse, and I'm yes. fine with it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm back in yeah, alien back in. horse. Uh, no, the shield never gets any play though. I, so yeah, so I, before the issue, I lost. <laughs> so one of my pet peeves. In comics, and this is it, it's something that happens because the 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 comics uh, the covers of comics are drawn well before the actual final art is done because of the way you advertise comics. Mm-hmm. So I uh, try to understand 
how it works. But I hate when a when a when so a, you're saying there's a cool shield too. They're yeah, like, what? They're like, great, thanks. It's like, what cool are you thinking? Shield. I'll I'll draw this, and then then the writer's like, you know what? That actually didn't work. I didn't put it in there. And they're like, well, it's already set to print, so we have to go with it. So that kind of bums me out sometimes, and it kind of bums you out. It really bums me out, even though I understand. Years. We I understand what happens. But it also is clearly from the TIE fighter that he crashed. Right. That's uh, where that shield came from. It's, it's like the front it's, viewport. It's the front something. viewport of a, of a TIE fighter. That's yeah. exactly front what... You mean but it doesn't front, really no, no. work. You mean the, the hatch. The, the hatch. It's the hatch. Or something. The top You're right. The, yeah. Yeah. It is the top hatch. You're right. And so it I mean, bumps, it could be. There's actually it's more linear. Uh, it's fine. Right. It so, could be, but it's but the right But I think, Ben, what you're probably doing is when he drew it, they probably, when they're writing it going, some someone from the story group went, well, that's not actually how a TIE fighter works. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, fine. We won't put it in there. It's actually much larger than him. Right. And they're like, well, then would it make sense to actually have him have this? And he's like, well, all right, fine. The cover's already done, though. So right. what are we going to do? Right. Yeah. But right. I do love that image on the cover. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, whatever. We like, got the image. We'll never, no one can take that from us. It's hard. It's so much It's so much easier sometimes to talk about like what doesn't work for you. I really enjoyed this comic. It was a right. fast read. It felt like a very comic comic yeah. in a mm-hmm. way. Like it's I so read fun. it in five minutes. It's super fun. And I hope they just keep telling one-off stories of yeah. this mythos of Darth Vader. Like what's better than that? Oh, yeah. That, like I feel like – so this is the third major Darth Vader series, comic series yeah. in the new canon. And um, – I think it's like yeah, it's a five they, issue miniseries. They keep distilling yeah. Darth Vader down into his pure essence. Yeah, you know, and like, like super broad in the beginning, and then changing around time periods. And I like this idea of I kind of and I don't think they're going to go for this, but I kind of hope they do this thing where this entire story is someone telling the story of a Darth Vader story where he is seen as being the hero. Yeah mistakenly seen as being the hero and i kind of like this idea of just like him trying to survive and killing a beast just be able to get back to the mm-hmm. back to the war everyone on the planet is like look at our savior this dark knight or they don't call him the dark knight mm-hmm. they should oh well, he did him. they did call him the dark the black knight the black knight yeah, yeah. And as much as i loved the uh like the substance of the, the souls souls run of mm-hmm. the vader comic yeah i, I like the prose in this first issue here i mean this is gorgeously like this is beautifully written like i yeah i really love how it's written i love that it's it is from a, a, another point of view uh, a farm boy watching vader yeah uh who is kind of measuring up to the like epic his epic potential his kind of mythic potential uh by how he's describing the action um and i i mean so great and the art i mean i can't talk about the art enough and then the the boy's droid is really cool it's oh, almost like droid. serves as like yeah. a hoverboard slash droid it's really cool yeah, and it would... remind me of the hover droid that anakin skywalker fights on in mustafar yeah it's really you cool. know like that yeah, kind of thing where he was like he only had that like yeah. singular droid well obi-wan had the platform mm-hmm. i don't remind me of that but yeah that's a cool cool droid design mm-hmm. and then um obviously vader slays the uh the ender beast um uh, beautifully described action of his kind of his saber sinking deep into the beast the hit you know the, the hissing yeah, sound that's the, the, the one the, you the uh, searing you flesh this, yeah. all that kind of stuff um beautiful art um and then he gets rescued and uh, that's that's pretty much the issue it's kind of this farm farm boy's account or not farm boy but i guess right. it's kind of and a, the farm boy becomes a young, hero too. young kids yeah young kids account yeah so i looked up uh so hopeless hallam um mm-hmm writes a lot of um, stuff for Marvel. Not surprising. Okay. But one thing he wrote was the new Spider-Woman series. Uh, I'm a Spider-Woman 
aficionado yeah, at this point. I, I bought the first issue, her first appearance uh, the other day for like seven bucks. We've talked about her before off air, and I yeah. like that character a lot. And this is the one where I think he had when she has the thing, when she has the um, baby. And oh, the uh, okay. porcupine is like her uh, her na- her manny. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. I really enjoy that run, which is amazing. That Captain Marvel kind of yes, uh, like her incubator yeah, hospital. I yeah. believe so. I you know fact check me on this, listeners, because I, I only saw the dates, mm-hmm. and I think that's what lines up with those dates. But I it's been I read every Marvel comic that comes out literally, so yeah. it's hard for me to. I like that run. Dates. To me, she's not like that. Yeah, the pregnant the pregnancy arc is isn't it? like an arc I I, I put into her storyline, but mm-hmm. I, I I did like it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It's definitely not what you normally think of when you think of Spider Woman, but it was a fun. I think it is now. I think a lot of people are like, oh, remember the pregnancy run? And I feel like I I feel like I I I know about it. I just don't attribute no. it to her character. I just almost. I liked her. Having to balance a newborn and fighting crime and yeah. space stuff, and it was just super fun and kind of kitschy and weird and different. Yeah, that's I read so many comics that those are the ones that stand out in my brain. The ones that are like, and it's oh, fun. This is it's fun when someone do. asks Captain Marvel for advice of where to go <laughs> yeah. to um, deal with her whatever mm-hmm. the last trimester. <laughs> Plus, she <laughs> like, flood, she falls in love with a schlubby, kind of overweight dude. Right. Hey, <laughs> how do I not love that storyline? <laughs> <laughs> so she speaks to her base. Yeah. All right, should we move on to the next uh, comment? Yeah, so we had uh, Star Wars 62, the scourging of, <coughs> uh, scourging of Shu-Tarun. Shu-Tarun. That's, I mean, that's how I say it. <laughs> Shu-Tarun? Shu-Tarun. Sorry. Shu-Tarun. Yeah, I guess Shu-Tarun. Shu-Tarun. Uh, part one uh, by Gillian Brocardo, Guru EFX, our favorite. Our yes. favorite. Uh, Cowles. I want to change my last name to be hyphen. Right? I don't know. It's pretty great. And uh, panel. Um, and this is uh, Kieran uh, Gillen's swan song. In the yeah. this, is his last se- this is his last arc in the series. And Grant and I were talking about before the ha- before the episode that he um, he's clearly kind of bringing back all of his favorite characters. It's almost like he's trying to get away with as much as call. possible in yeah. each uh, issue and just squeezing it all in yeah. there. And it's awesome it's, it's like so I've, I've kind of been disenchanted with the star wars main uh, run especially the last i think five uh well, series. I the last series it was the one before one which before, is built yeah. off which is the um the trios arc the hope the, dies thrill me yeah. which the hangar doors is that yeah, right, 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 yeah. Door. it was yeah. rough it was rough it felt yeah, like i can't a, get through it honestly yeah i have some thoughts about what caused that but i'll talk about it off air because i don't want to like throw shade at yeah, yeah but i don't it's think fine. it's anyone it involved great, i don't think it's could have been involved. a lot of deliberating about how to handle legacy characters i think it was then, that i think yeah. it's also pacing to figure out how do we line right. up certain yeah. issues and and higher up than the creators of this comic i think affected it but um which is funny because this is a direct follow-up of that hope dies storyline which right. i wasn't lo- right. in love with but it's basically them trying to figure out how do we get revenge or how do we punish the individuals who betrayed the rebellion Interesting. Um, and so it's a lot of Leia talking about, yes, it's it's not really a revenge. It's revenge, but it's not revenge. Like, we're, we're like doing this, but we're not evil. We're not the Empire. We're just trying to Oh, yeah, I love that moment. That was a great moment. Without actually hurting the citizens, but it's also kind of revenge. So it's kind of fun, this idea of, like, our, how do we keep our being on the light side of things? Right, yeah. Uh, so they come up with this plan that we don't quite know what it is. And the entire issue is basically... basically is that Benthic Two Tubes? Uh, it sure is two tubes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's basically them getting their crew together, which is such a fun. They're going to different planets, recruiting people to bring in for this mission. And so really? they first bring in uh, Tunga, 
which is a shapeshifter from the Mon Cala run. That Mon, okay, yeah, and, yeah, uh, I remember that dude. Who is on? Oh, wait, a, was he the actor? Yeah, yes. he's the actor. Oh man! So they go and he's doing a play where he's playing Luke Swordswinger. <laughs> Oh, and I he love looks it. just like Luke. And there's also another. There's also he's being his friend. His best friend in the play is uh, Ham Nogo <laughs> instead of Han Solo. <laughs> um, so Damn it's no fun, go. and it's just this kind of really kitschy play. And so we get Thunga. Then they go to they go back to Jeddah, Jedi, uh, Jeddah. I'm sorry, Jedha. to uh, Jedha to pick that? up. So Jeddah is still sustaining life, kind of. It's there. It's if you it's, have it's, it's, tubes. Tubes. it's yeah. actually really depressing when you think about timeline because it's still the partisans trying to get rid of the empire who's still trying to mine some of the kyber crystals. So they're just like they're fighting since, them off the dead body of yes, Jedha. It's all about just wow. they shouldn't win, we shouldn't win. Like it's really depressing. When yeah, you think they even about say it. like the the only people you know dumb enough to stay on the surface are the 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 Imperials who are mining it, and then the the partisans who are attacking like them that's at, it at every corner. That's all that's turn. left on Jedi. Yeah, wow. that's it. There's no yeah. one else there. And so they, so they, yep. So they recruit uh, the partisans and and uh, two tubes. Um, they also recruit a slicer uh, who has been picked up earlier, uh, just in the last couple of issues. Mm-hmm. What's the slicer's name? Uh, the slicer is uh, Matori. Me, M E O M E O T R I Matori. Okay. Mio, new character. Mio tree. M E M E O R T I. Yeah. No, Mio tree. Just less. Mio tree. Mio tree. Mio tree. I think from the last. Mio tree. Mio tree. From the last couple of issues. When you want me to slice that, Mio. Mio. Um, and then in the background of this entire issue are the devotees of the central isotoper. Yep. Isopter. Isopter, yeah, uh, who is a death cult that's been living on Jedha, who basically they follow around catastrophes. Yes, yes, yes the death cult. They yeah. were also in that in the the show Tron um, arc, right? Exactly. Yeah. So when they're on Jedha, Jedha, um, Luke actually is going to get their advice about like how do I do this without losing myself to the dark side, basically. And they're right. no longer there, and yeah. so we don't know where this well, death cult they is. They attempted to answer it in the first run, right? And they mm-hmm. were just like, "You die!" Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I was like, "Wait!" So he's basically going back to be like, "Can I get more information, please? Yeah. Like, can you help me out?" So we went back for more after. Yeah. I just remember him being like, "Well, I mean, it's come a little." On. I feel like they were just trying to show. They had to find a way to show that they're no longer on Jedha. Yeah. And they're like, where are they? We don't uh, know. At the very end of the issue, spoiler alert, we find out that they're actually on Shutarun because they're uh, feeling that this catastrophe this is, is coming. Going. Even though the entire episode Leia is going, cool. it's not going to kill the citizens. It's not a catastrophe. We're just targeting the information center. And so clearly things are going to go yeah. pretty bad in the next few up- issues. Um, but nice. what a really, really fun first issue. And yeah. Like, I just can't wait for... It's been a while since I've read an issue of this main run where I'm like, I can't wait for the next issue mm-hmm. to see where it's going. I think my awesome. favorite moment of the issue was when the... Uh... I think mm-hmm. the stormtroopers are storming backstage of that play. <laughs> yes. And they think it's the shape-shifting main actor with a fake lightsaber. Yes. And it's really Luke Skywalker who's yes. gone to enlist the shapeshifter and yes. it just happens to be ha- backstage. Right. That was like a David, that was like a Lynchian. It was so, so cool. It's really fun. And I love the fact that the stormtroopers are, are they're so afraid of any anti-imperialism <laughs> that they're actually trying to shut down a play, like a goofy play in a yeah. bar. Oh my gosh, it's great. Yeah. It's very cabaret. I love that, the politics of that. I love um, that we got back to two tubes. Mm-hmm. I love that we worked Jetta back into the picture. Uh, the shapeshifter, fantastic. I'm, Han has some great lines. Yeah. Um, 
Just it, I'm really enchanted again with the whole series. I Chewie can't, I'm gonna gets read some good uh, love too. Chewie's very upset that he's not included in the play <laughs> about about it. Was he an aspiring thespian? I thought well, he was kind of that no one played, no one that no one represented yeah. him or played him. Aww, to which Han play? said, which is what we found out. Like they called me Ham uh, Ham Nogo. What do you think they would have done to your name? <laughs> <laughs> So that's fun. a that's a good online. Right it there. is. I'm very excited for uh, for Gillen. Like I feel like yeah. this is like he's this just cool. having so much fun and really just this is like he's putting every everything that he's I'm put back on board, Gillen. Issues, I'm back on so board. It's cool. good. I actually so, get his newsletter every week too. I sign up. Oh, for really? that. Yeah, I should do that. Sounds like yeah, fun newsletter. That's fun. I really appreciated things. doing this comics corner because. I don't think I've learned like I've learned so many names <laughs> mm-hmm. of writers, and I read as I mentioned all the other Marvel comics that come out, yeah. Yeah. and so many of these writers and artists appear on the other Marvel yeah. runs. I'm like, oh, that's right. I didn't realize Charles Sewell is writing the Death of uh, Daredevil yeah. and things like that, or, or like some of these great mm-hmm. writers. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's why I like this. Right. So it's been really can, informative. To, yeah, connect the dots there. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, last but not least, we have. Uh, Age of the Republic, uh, Padme Amidala in Bridge. Uh, this one's going to take a while, guys, because a lot of uh, people out by Jody Hauser. Uh, Smith, Santos, Wong, Deering, Tartaglia, Lonham, and Riviera. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes sense that a lot of people wanted to sign on to this, mm-hmm. uh, this project because this oddly coincides with um, the release of um, uh, Queen Shadow. Queen Shadow. Yeah. Um, which we'll get to in the next segment. But um, I had some interesting thoughts. I feel like yeah, Queen's Shadow was cool. originally supposed to come out in a couple of months. Oh, yeah. And originally it was supposed to be Master and Apprentice and then Queen's oh, Shadow. And I have a feeling they decided to, to swip it, swatch it, swatch it, you know, swatch it, you know, swatch, yeah. watch. Uh, because <laughs> this is the 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace. Oh, really? And so a big part of Celebration is celebrating the Phantom Menace. And so oh. I think they wanted these things to come out before Celebration next month. So and I, think I, that's I wonder why. if like, they even coordinated it so that this comic and this book come out in the same... Page. It has to. There's no way that's that's like... I had the same thought. Like, that would be the odds of yeah. that? Yeah. And I, I just have to say I really appreciate it when they do things. Mm-hmm. Like Me too. That. When they take the extra effort to like do yeah. that. It just shows some care and yep. deliberateness and it's great. Um, what do you guys think of the comic? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was incredible. so much fun. Yeah, uh, I was shocked that this is going to maybe sound condescending, and I don't mean it to be. But I was shocked that the most action I got in Star Wars this week was in a Padme comic. Like, there's more action oh, yeah. in this than in Star Wars. Well, maybe I guess that I guess Probably I should, close. Vader. I don't know. Vader's Vader, a lot more action. It's, all, but it's I, all maybe, action. There, I, I it was overemphasizing. I see what you're saying. But I was there's, saying I was surprised yeah. at how much action I got in mm-hmm. Padme. Classic Star Wars. action. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 I thought. I mean, I loved that there was a new alien species revealed. Uh, yeah, I yeah. loved that uh, Padme kind of uh, took her 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 work into her own hands and lied to Anakin and was you know uh, yeah. went off to a planet uh, that he didn't know that she was going off to and doing her own business. Like I, lo- I almost love the independence and st- and power of the of Padme from the Phantom Menace. Like I yeah. love that Queen Amidala. That Padme is kind of my Padme. I love the Phantom Menace Padme. And so when George continued with the character and made her a little bit more confused and kind of uh, distant from uh, the from the, the war effort and things like that, I was like, I was like, no, this character should be front and center, like yeah. throughout the, that prequel trilogy. And I feel like it was a missed opportunity I, with yeah. two and three in that that character wasn't there firing a blaster in every scene. You know what I mean? Like I, I agree. She's I, a cool character in the first film. 
I yeah. 100%. I, he's I agree. Big role, secretly big role in that film. Yeah, I Huge, yeah. I agree with that a lot. I like her and I like a lot of her in Attack of the Clones. There's some other stuff. And I then should, yeah, she completely she loses me. Yeah. In episode 3. 3. I mean, yeah. to, I will quote my wife. So That's I'm not even the this. same character. Why but... is the why is the only character I can relate to just barefoot and pregnant for the entire film? Literally so barefoot and pregnant. <laughs> that's my wife's quote. Just so I mean, that's, that's not me saying that. My that wife great. is very. Yeah, no, that's important. Yeah. Like she has some issues with uh, episode two Padme with the bondage stuff, but it's cool. It was no, just a dress. Episode two Padme holds her own. Extremely and... sexy dress that she happened made to wear out of at leather. Night. <laughs> Made of, well, I mean, the equivalent of leather. Yeah, EOP leather. Mm -hmm. hide that's been tanned and (laughs) colored black um, next to a fireplace. Yeah, it's totally not sexy at all. Yeah, the manacles totally weren't part of that dress. No. And then she gets her midriff ripped open. But she's also kicking butt throughout the entire... That's the whole point. It's just like, listen, but she's she's at least kicking butt. butt. Females in Star Wars, they may, like, they kick butt, they Mm -hmm. take names, they don't take guff from anybody, Mm -hmm. but they look good doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, did and you it's read? It's not her fault. She looks sexy all the time. Ben, did you read the thing at the very end? <laughs> yes, I did. Because okay, because I'm like, that's exactly what the and written by yeah. a female author who just said that's the entire point of like you can look good and and yeah and butt. still be an independent person. Yeah. And and she specifically called it Georgian. She was like, yes, this is something Lucas did and that she really liked. And um, again, like we say every week that one of these um, these series come out, like the last page is required reading. You have to. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and she said, so this is written by, what's the name of the author? Uh, by Bria Lavornga. Lavornga? Okay, Bria Lavornga. Yeah. And um, so, and it's, it's her sort of, she's just I... like, when I was 14, I wanted to be a princess because of. Uh, I mean, I want yeah. to be queen because of Queen Amidala. Yeah, I mm-hmm. came up with a new thing. I think when I get these, I'm going to actually flip to the end and read that first. first? And then That's read interesting. The... I like that. Because I, like, I feel like every time, because I, I love those. So I feel like, A, I'm rushing through the issue to get to that. Yeah. And B, I feel like it gives so much more insight context. into what's going on. Context, exactly. That that Jody Hauser. And by the way, again, mm-hmm. Jody Hauser yeah, killing slang. it yeah. again. Just like totally feels like a different writer every issue of this and really figuring out who each character is yeah you really respect that yeah i mean nailing voice is kind of my big accolade mm. for her i'm like that's amazing like that is like the, her ability to nail the different voices is awesome yeah uh cool new planet called clabor claborn and then the people are the the species there is called the Clab- Clabornians. yeah they were which look like me. cavalier king charles with tiger stripes yeah like they're humanoid yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're a funny looking species, and I appreciate that. They look cool. Yeah, kind of look like Eeyore. Yeah, <laughs> there's like Eeyore human. It's definitely like it's they're like John, donkey feel. or rabbit like. Yeah. There's something going on. That's what I mean. They look like or they look like English Springer spaniels with human yeah. faces. Yeah, 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 yeah. But pink and tiger striped. But That's pretty cool. It's nothing we've ever seen before, and weird notches on their head. Yeah, let's get weird. That's... No, I like it. Yeah. So I know Mote, one of the handmaidens, dies. Not Does dies. she? Does she die? No, she gets, she gets shot in the shoulder. Okay, she gets shot in the shoulder. Bullet in the shoulder. But the other handmaiden, Dorme, is awesome. <laughs> and I love that they have. I think a cool thing that they. I. I mean, I'm. A, this is my own speculation, but I feel like they put these really cool cloaks on the handmaidens, and almost look like like really cool like kind of stealthy assassin like they like yeah. whip out a blaster from their cool little well, cloak it looked really cool i've got some info for you friend um in the next segment yeah they, oh, talk, they talk about this their cloaks yeah the they, cloaks 
Mm-hmm. The cloaks are a big deal. And, I'm, and big I, deal. I haven't picked up my queen shadow yet. And I'm saying the cloaks are a huge deal. And there's an aesthetic going on where they're almost like these, these really, really cool action-y uh, assassins. Didn't, didn't we say we weren't going to let him watch uh, <laughs> Resistance this week so right. that he could actually yeah. try and guess the plot? You got to maybe next week he's, you just guess the plot, right? Yeah, because he's shockingly good. Um, and it's funny. We'll talk about it more. But I feel like we what we had pegged for Queen Shadow and for this are fairly what we wanted yeah. to see from uh-huh. Padme and her handmaidens, yes. right? Like this is like... Yeah. We want They're more martial. They're more like... Yeah. Yeah, you get combat, into their, yeah, their psyche a little bit mm-hmm. and they're... No, they're a strategic team. That's I've never been... seen those cloaks before. It seems like a new addition. It seems like a, a new yeah, way. Yeah, that's the thing. But if you look back, they're different. They have a million versions of them, but they're all hooded cloaks. Yeah. There's so many interesting routes you can go with that. Yeah. In terms of like uh, hiding your intentions. And, and I, oh, yeah. I wonder how much of this came from George. Again, we got to talk about it in the next segment. Yeah. Should we just get on? Let's to the jump next in. One? Yeah, I think we're good. I think let's move right, into uh, the next one. Um, so now we'll play you some music. Excellent. As we hinted at last week, we were going to talk a little bit about uh, Queen Shadow Shadow this week uh, uh, by E.K. Johnston. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, this is a long-awaited book. It's been a long, like, layoff since we've had another another book. It was Thrawn, right? It was for, like, real... Right, adult novels yeah but like the young adult adult novels yeah for the first one for the long time they had some of those the the younger ones that came out but this is the first one since thrones alliance and or thrones alliance and um it's good because they also switched the order around a little bit i think we talked about last that so originally yeah, yeah. it was supposed to be master and princess first and then this and then we think we moved it around but it's uh it's 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 good it's um it's interesting uh, we we're not going to talk a lot about it because we're just doing kind of first impressions. Right, yeah, it's only been out for like two days. Yeah, I think I, as I mentioned via text, I downloaded the book and then can and then Amazon's like, you know, it's only five dollars more if you want the audio book, and I'm like, well, really? Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I buy the digital. Okay, and we then, gotta talk after this. Wait, yeah, the audio book come out on uh, the release date. Of yeah, the hard copy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. you guys are doing it wrong, apparently. So, I'm doing no. it wrong, yeah. We've um, got to talk about it. So, that. because it's weird, it's actually more expensive to buy the audiobook on its Alone? own. Right. If you buy the digital, they usually will be like, it's only like $6, yeah. $7 more to get the audiobook. <sighs> That's all you had. Actually, let's just pitch it. This is and an amazing thing. What, where do you get it? Uh, Amazon. Through Amazon. Just Amazon. Because it's part right. of, um, It's they bought Audible, and so Audible's tied in. And so, and what's cool is they have Whisper Sync, so you can actually go back and so forth. So, how do you. Pick the option with the audiobook. So I just bought the um, digital first, and then the, the next day I went to see, like, oh, you know what? I think I actually want the audiobook. And the then it'll be like on, on your Kindle. Yeah, now. on the Kindle. And then it got delivered. And then I went on Amazon. And it's just like when you go to the actual web page of the book on Amazon, it'll be like, oh, for an extra $6, you, you can, can get, get the audiobook. audiobook. And it has whisper sync, so you can go back and forth. Where it communicates, so, so it'll know where you it'll know where you left off, either reading or listening. What app do you have to use for the audiobook? Uh, audible, the oh, audible, audible, app. The audible app. yeah, yeah. Um, and so and it'll it'll go back and forth yeah. with your red book. Yep, yeah. it'll it'll update and let you know the last place as long as you're on Wi-Fi and all that stuff. It'll Sorry, let you know. this turned into like no. an Amazon commercial. But Lord knows but, Bezos doesn't need any more money. No, but. 
seriously, that's pretty groundbreaking. But it's good to know. Like I've become more of an audiobook listener for Star Wars because of the because of the because of the amount of effort they put into it. There's always the music, sound effects, all that stuff, and yeah. so and the the uh, the the woman who reads it, um, and I'll I'll get her name uh, in a moment. Oh, it's Catherine uh, Catherine Taber. Um, uh, who does the reading sounds a ton like this. Uh, She actually does the voice of Padme in the Star Wars, in the uh, Clone Wars animated. Yeah. Those those people are all getting a lot of work. Like Matt Lanter's like, he's in BF2, Battlefront 2. And um, all all those people like, I mean, Matt Lanter's, people think he might be cast. Yeah, we talked a little about that last last week. week. Yeah. No, Um, and I I love it because it's funny because I just finished my rewatch of Clone Wars. And so when I was listening to the Queen Shadow, I'm like, this voice sounds. And I didn't really put it together until Grant pointed out. But the voice sound is so familiar to me that it's Padme. It's Padme's voice. That's great. And it's, it's great. Just, it's yeah. like validation for the Clone Wars series. I, yeah, I it's going to be a big year for Clone Wars. I think with the re yeah. with the with the season seven coming out and all these yeah. kind of like love of the Phantom Menace and stuff. Right, and the the I mean the whole the whole year on Battlefront Two has been um, mm. releasing Clone Wars, which content. makes sense. And, and fun fact: Yeah, Catherine Tabor has was also a First Order Order Hangar Officer on Starkiller Base. Yeah, oh, that's good awesome. For good for her, dude. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Oh, I think I know who it is now. She also has a fun Instagram. To to to. I I started following her and and E K Johnston after this book came out, and they both have really good uh, Instagrams that are very entertaining, very Star Wars focused. So. Oh, cool! I'll have yeah. to follow that. Yeah. Um. So, you know, as I mentioned, we're not going to do a lot because we're kind of only came out a couple of days ago. I think I'm the furthest because I've been listening to. I'm about halfway through the book. Uh, mostly because I got hit with traffic on my way over here today, right. so I got an extra forty-five minutes right. of listening. Well, let's just talk about the first couple chapters. Yeah. It's all I've read, but like, there's some they lay down some good behind-the-scenes ground rules in the first few chapters. Yeah, um, that are pretty cool, and we alluded to them in the comic section. So mm-hmm. I feel like we should make make do on that. But like, just the robes and the and in the relation between the handmaidens and uh, and the queen are it's. It's laid out bare and in great detail. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very, it's fascinating. Yeah, it's really interesting. The book seems to take place kind of um, post-episode one, pre-episode two. Right. Her reign as queen is coming to an end. I mean, I think it literally opens up with the day that they're electing a new queen. Yeah. Uh, and her transition into being part of the Galactic Senate. And this reminds me of Bloodlines in a way that I love in that it's super processy. This is my process nerd coming out where they talk about like how elections work (laughs) on Naboo and like how the Senate works and her becoming that. And I think it's in how exactly all the different skill sets of the the different handmaids and etiquette. Yeah. 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 It's cool. I love it, dude. Yeah. Pretty great. They, they, They go there, which really adds a lot of, and it makes so much sense in reference to, I mean, the movie. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I give Lucas a lot of credit for world building. I think he, like, mm-hmm. makes the coolest train set out of all the train set people. Yeah. But, uh, like, if this is true, then it's like, this is like 20 layers underground with fossils in it. You well, know, I think it's, it, right, it, it points to how strong he is because he sets yeah. this world that other people can then build make on even, top of and mm-hmm, explore yeah. and make this just really super thoughtful concept. And, um, yeah. I'm halfway through and I, and I won't ruin much because I'm only halfway through, but 
It's a book about intrigue. Like I've mm. yet to hit an action piece. Oh, nice. Mm. Which I'm really it's enjoying. Psychological thriller. It is. It's very much about like what's it like to be this and try to and and it connects back to Tatooine in a fun way. There's mm. a lot of like what is it like does she feel this need to free slaves on Tatooine because of her experience there yeah. and and it's like these two concurrent stories going mm-hmm. on with her handmaids on Tatooine and her on on Coruscant yeah. as 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 the new uh uh senator it's just super super oh, cool. fun yeah it's weird cuz yeah in the beginning they didn't even talk about the whole senatorial thing and all no. so i think yeah. it's probably i know it like obviously you know that's where it's going yeah. so yeah, I'm not trying to ruin it because I don't know where yeah. it goes for the second half. Like this, right. for all we know, it's all explosions and and cool blaster fights in the but, next uh, half. So but. another un- really unique book, uniquely written. It's great. There's something you said for the new EU where they can't move the mythology forward, yeah. right? Because they they can't touch that. Right. Where they have to tell these really intimate stories, and I'm yeah. really actually enjoying the yeah. new EU more mm-hmm. than the old EU because it's less about. How do we one up the last book, and how do right. we push it forward for this mythology, as opposed to like let's just tell this really character focused story? Right. So one of my favorite movies ever made is Christopher Nolan's The Prestige. Oh, oh me too. Yeah, it's super good. I love that yeah. movie. Are there moments in this book where they use doubles? Yes, constantly. Uh, there are moments where there's, there's oh, yeah, kind of subversive right. action yeah. where they're using yeah. doubles to, to, as ploys. And, yes, and, and yes, that's a core and things like that. That's the core like mission of the okay. group. Like almost in the as in the prestige, like yeah. prestige does it wonderfully. I'm wondering, yeah. measuring it up with the prestige, are you seeing is it is it as intriguing as the prestige in no. terms of how well because you're seeing Bale it from the Christian Bale's right, exactly. point of view. Right. I'm yeah. wondering if in the second half there might be a kind of a fun twist in terms of like yeah. oh you thought it was this person or that person but, but like, up to this point no it's very much you okay. you're you're behind the scenes you know when they're right. using but like it. who takes a position of body double is like deadly serious yeah okay. Deadly serious. Yes. Yeah. Because there's real stakes for the person who is yeah. like, representing like, Padme. You might dog. die for yeah. me, and if you do my whole lineage, right. I will kill them all out of shame. Like, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's deadly I'm trying to think of comparables, and I like, can't <clears throat> think of really anything well, where it's like a, one person safeguarding a constituent of like six or nine people. Yeah. No, right? it's interesting. They talk about like skill sets and whose skill set is right. most needed in this mission, and right. that's the person. And, my, and they're elected for their diverse, yeah. their diverse thought, actually much like the Harvard Business School Venn Diagram. It's like they they're disruptive strategy. Yeah, no, <laughs> no obviously, it's uh, no. It's like the the more diverse the skill set, the more you add to the team. Oh, right. right, right. So yeah, everyone yeah. does a gaining thing. from diversity. Gaining from diversity. So much yeah. to gain. Yes, exactly. Team building. Yeah. And one of my favorite things is that throughout the book, when they're saying Padme, they're referring to the Padme we think of for the movies. When they say Amadala, Amadala, yeah, that's a persona. Right. Right. So that oh, Amidala is like a it's a persona. Word. Like yeah. that's who all the handmaids. Whenever they say refer to Amidala, it's how do we figure out the voice for Amidala? How do we yes. figure out this? The voice is a thing. Like it's it's fascinating this so idea it's of like, like an improv group now and again. Where kind of that they all have to like fold into the same, but they're, per, the yeah, same they're, character, they're creating the same character. And they had like there's even they talk about the the, the voice. Yeah, and how like, they all worked on it together. They knew, like if we can all do the same voice together. Yeah, getting it to middle ground. So you can't tell the difference. Do they harmonize is there any training <laughs> no, no it's just okay. sonorousness yeah and that like deadpan like yeah, yeah. that's how they all speak right. but it's, it's fun awesome. to hear yeah, yeah. padme referring to amadalia as a second character as a different character oh fun yeah yeah because yeah. she's padme naberi yes exactly her real name yeah but queen amadala is the persona right fantastic yeah it's great it's, i love that 
I don't know. Did, I don't. I I should have looked it up beforehand, but I don't know if E.K. Johnston's written any other Star Wars books. The name doesn't. She doesn't sound familiar. And, and but she's doing such a good job of that. Yeah, she's had a new. She's had a bestseller, and um, I, I'm forgetting the title now. But she's uh, she's an upcoming writer. She's going to do way more. I hope, and I hope she does so. in Star Wars as well. Yeah, she can write that voice really, really well. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't picked up my copy yet, but um. I, it's just been. It just came out this week. I think. Yeah, it yeah, was like two, two days, days ago. ago. Yeah, two days yeah. ago. There's but no shame. Maybe next week we'll talk yeah. about oh, the yeah, whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I that's think a, I, a I good could probably finish it. I can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, over the, I'll probably over finish it on the way home tonight. Big now that I know I can get it in an audio book, I'll probably finish it. Telling you that is, and that's literally the only thing I listen to on audiobooks are, are Star Wars books. Everything yeah. else I read straight for it, but like it's just so good. I listen to Game of Thrones history books on voice and tape. It's would, the only way to get through people. that. I know. <laughs> Just joking. But like seriously, like World of Ice and Fire is actually fascinating. <laughs> no, I But like to I'm, read I'm, it I'm would right kill there, you yeah. probably. Yeah. But to like listen to it on the on the thing, and you're like, oh, I get it. She wrote uh, Ahsoka. Ah, oh, okay. That's what did she? Wait, what Ahsoka. She wrote the Ahsoka oh, book. Yeah, which was also really, was really good. good. Uh, and she also wrote by Whatever Shadow in a Certain Point of View. And I don't recall. Who is it? So that's what By I'm whatever up. shadow. Oh, was that the um the bug eyed guy? No, it was Long Snout. The Kabuzian? Oh, was Assassin? it? Long Snout? Long Snout. Because I love that short story. Or Long Snoot? Yeah, Long Snout. Oh, you're right. Um, was that him? No, the shadow might be something different. Yeah. Keep talking because I'm looking Anyways, it up. Um, I, I saw, I'm excited to get into this book. I'm like yeah. so pumped. To, I'm actually probably going to buy physical and just read the entire thing or try yeah. to read a yeah. lot of it this weekend. Yeah, um, but it's it's a good book. And it, like it's a totally original. This is the way yeah. I thought about um, Phasma was like unlike any other Star Wars book I've ever oh, read. Oh, fun. You know, and this is totally unlike any other. And it's really cool to get back into the prequels, man. Mm-hmm. It's just not, that is a, it's a beautiful galaxy. It's a beautiful period in the galaxy. Yeah, it makes me want to rewatch the Phantom Menace and, mm-hmm. and, and um, Attack of the Clones. It absolutely will, because yeah. you pick up on a lot of subtleties in this. And I mean, it's funny that this happens to, you know, to George retroactively. But you get the sense that he's a little ahead of his time when he's doing these things. Yeah. And it's easy to laugh at and make fun of, but it's like, <clears throat> yeah, as, you know... Um, the the woman that did Amidala the comic book it's like in like all the people like this whole generation of people that grew up yeah. with the prequels and so now I, they're all adults and like she's a fucking hero yeah she's incredible and um and so I know you guys are only a few chapters into the book but um is there a clear view of who the threat is going to be in the novel you will know because you're halfway through yeah I'm only, um I'm no. No. In a really intriguing way. Oh, like, really? like a systemic we, threat? Yeah, so we okay. know there is a there is there's a there's an attempt on her life very early on in the book. Like I'm just like probably the okay. next chapter for you, Ben. Oh, okay. Uh, Wait, there's an attempt on her life before episode two. Yes. It's not as, I don't know. And there was there were some prequel it, too. I mean that might I feel like this. I feel like you're this already has, choking on it. No, I just feel like if you're gonna have that happen, maybe have it have it happen once. Like it feels like if it happens, it's well. There's an assassination in, the, in that happens. comic we just saw. There was an assassination. It's true. Um, okay, so that's just like so that. that's, that's post. Yeah, that's post that's episode two. But if, no, not her though. Those that, those people were already. But it there. feels different. 
in the comic. Oh, right. You're right. There it, those people were already there in the comic. They so were kept out, like, just attacked. In episode two, it feels like a legit attempt on her life to actually kill yeah, her. Yeah. And in this one, it feels like it was more of a way to make her look inept. Oh. That's all I will say. Like, it, it made it feel like they, they made it feel like she shouldn't have been where she was. And the attempt on her life was like, she was at a place where like there was going to be an explosion, planned explosion, but no one told her there was going to be a planned explosion. So they learned that she was, uh, that, that they're trying to tell these stories of her being inept at being a senator. And it's more of a character assassination. And it's kind of fun uh, way to tell the story and bring into these parts. Um, I don't know. But the fun thing is, again, I'm halfway through and I don't know who's doing this. Like, we're not sure. But so the news reporters who are, are, yeah. are responding to each event. Yes. Like, what's their deal? Are they learning about Who's this? telling them about these things? Who's trying to assassinate her character? Is it Palpatine? Uh-huh. Is it um, other people involved? We don't know. And so it is a very political intrigue in a way that reminds me. Please tell me, me there's some Pal- Palpatine in this. Oh, story. yeah. Oh, yeah. Palpatine definitely interacts with Padme oh, multiple yeah. times. Yeah. Dude, and second, first who's... chapter. My Sith eye is just. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fun watching her. Figure out like what her role is because remember, like she's the one who got Palpatine into power. Yeah, and true. So they that's a big part of her being a senator. Where other senators are like, I don't know if we trust you. You got she's rid the biggest of tool as as Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, yeah. In reality, yeah. So there's a lot of this yeah. stuff. It reminds me a lot of of uh, of um, Bloodlines in a fun way. Like it's super political and. We don't quite know halfway through what's going on, who's trying to attempt, who's trying to kill her, uh, what's going on in Tatooine, and I'm just like, there's a big opportunity to explore some of the Palpatine backstory in this mm. in this angle. Like I, I yeah. yeah, there's but there's a big opportunity. I'm not saying that I, I haven't read the book yet. I don't know if they're going to, but I'm just saying or it's a cool, it's cool period it. in Palpatine. Yeah, history. but yeah, if you could learn anything more about Palpatine's. Overarching plan. I think yeah. you could do it from an angle of Padme and my doll. Like, it's honestly, him existing could. before his first. Not that his plan is important yeah. or you know something that I want to know at, about as a fan, but it's just like, why not explore the bigger lore of yeah. you know who he is, why he's doing what he's doing, the dark side things. Like who yeah. who is her senatorial boyfriend? So I just finished pa- my Paolo. Paolo. No, 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 not Paolo. Uh, Post Paolo. Oh, Post Paolo. Not not yet. Paolo's uh, not in this book. Be. Flashback. He was in a lot of the Clone Wars. I actually just finished my rewatch of Clone you Wars. You should know, dude. I, I know. Is it Tristan or and he just Tristram. died. Um, Tristram. He's part of the he's part of the banking clan. Yeah, and he's actually an adopted. No, he's, he's, a, he's an adopted he's, moon. He's not an, he's an adopted moon. No. Yeah, but he's uh, but he's humanoid. Yeah, yeah, because they talk about it in the book. Um, but he's in this a lot, and I can't think of his name, and it's driving yeah. me nuts. And I had it before I came here and had is he blank like number of beers and, and capitalist views and things like that. Well, it's interesting because it's her first meeting with this super slimy guy who I know yeah. she ends up kind of yeah. having a relationship with, or at least kind of liking a little <laughs> bit. And like, doesn't he get killed by Anakin? Later? Well, he gets he, he gets beat, he the, get like... beat the blank up by Anakin. Oh, yeah. And then there's a part where they're both hang. So her, out, he's hang... like, "Sorry, bro. No, That's no, just no. How I do. No, <laughs> no. Uh, where Padme, there's an explosion, and Padme and he are both hanging off of a ledge, and Anakin's uh, holding both of them. And for some reason, Anakin can't use the Force to lift them both up. And so, what's his name? Sacrificing himself so yeah, Padme can get rescued. Of course he did. But it's weird because Anakin. I just... But he comes from... I can't remember the name of the planet he comes from, but it's like Slanian, Slanai, something. Not but it's the moon Solenko? home, Palin. No, what's that? It's not Sorrento. No. Sorrento, no. Sorrento right? That's, uh, that's Salinas? No, it's it, every time I hear it, I'm like, meh. 
But, Serrano, uh, Serrano. That's what I was thinking. Serrano. Yeah. Sorrento. I think that's cheese. Serrano? Serrano. That is, yeah. Ser- Serrano oh, is, Duke is, is Duke um, Duke's on planet? Count Duke. Yeah, yeah, This is off Dukes, the rails. As we call All right, so I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that so we, we're great... not that far in this book, but, but next week we'll have a lot more. Yeah, I think we could all, yeah, agree to actually get to the end of, uh, yeah, of it. Yeah, and no matter what, next week we will be discussing Queen's Shadow in full. In Stay tuned. Full. He's more mouse than man, twisted and evil. So this week, uh, the actually I think it was actually like an hour after our last episode. They let the press into Galaxy's Edge. Oh. Uh, and so there's been a ton of reports about like what's going on. And I don't think they actually got to go on the rides, but more of like what's going on around the rides. And several of the articles basically wrote, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're actually probably not going to end up going on any of the rides. You'll just <laughs> because be experiencing... It's like too compelling with the yeah, rest of the stuff? like everything that's happening around it. And we we'll just beeline it. To the vendor who sells like the Jedi robes, yeah, well, <laughs> so, sabers. Yeah, like, because yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm, I'm going right there and I'm purchasing <laughs> some goods. Yeah. Thing. So I mean, it is, it is, it's next summer. It is happening. I, Carly and I are going there, and all are welcome to come. Like, there will be invites going out for our, for our mm-hmm. big birthdays. And I think I want to do two days at Galaxy's Edge because I think one day is going to be rides, and the other day is just going to be watching and experiencing everything. And so I, I don't want to spoil too much because I actually read the article and Carly, Carly, my wife, was just like, aren't you bummed that you aren't going to be like surprised by seeing these things? And I'm like, no, because yeah. I read them and my mind still can't compute seeing them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but she her mind yeah. can. And I'm sure some of our listeners' minds, yeah. if I told them about the specifics, it would ruin a little bit. But I okay. do want to hit on some of the overall kind of what you might experience there. Okay. And we've talked a bit about... Uh, Doc Ondor's uh, Ondar's Den of Antiquities, and this yes. is like, and so this is the Athorian that is actually an animatronic Athorian is running it, and they talked about all the oddities that are in this store, and I don't want to talk about that on air, but I will ruin one to give you an idea. Okay, and in a basically in a tank there is a, um, a trash compactor monster. Oh, a. Um... Dianoga. A Dianoga. There's a Dianoga in a in basically in a tank. Yes. Grant. Yeah, oh, so you Grant. just see the full the full body of the, the yeah, and like anatomy. the little thing, the little like oh, head with cool. the eye come out. I still so don't often. know what look what a Dianoga really looks. Yeah, like. it's um so it's like an eye yeah. shoot stalk, thing yeah. that you see eye stalk that comes down, and then there's really no body. It just like goes down to like six other limbs. Yeah, so it's, it's just like, like, a, like a star. So it's like imagine like three feet long neck. And then, with like attaching to like yep. a hub that shoots out maybe six Something or like that. eight yeah. um, tentacles Tentacle, that yeah. go maybe eight meters. Yeah. I don't know, mm-hmm. five meters, something like that. So, there's going to be an animatronic one of those. And there's other stuff around. And there's one thing that I'm very, very excited about, but I won't ruin it on, on the podcast that might be in that in that thing. So, but, uh, but there's also other things you can buy. And they're trying to make it seem as in world as possible. So, you can buy like Sith holocrons. Wait, like, that doesn't sound like galaxy at all. Well, like, like holograms. This, you, you don't buy holograms. Okay, so right. I want to do temples. some Westworld All right, nerds, calm down. You need like a bullwhip. You need to find an ancient temple. You need to get in there deep, and then okay, you need right. to find one. Then you get a holocron. Then you get one. Fine. 
<laughs> How have you not? No, you're not wrong, but shut up. So, uh, no. It's the absolutely. riddle of the Sith, but, all right? So, you have to go past the yes. riddle of the, the Sith. What I mean by the is door they're gonna, there's going to be things that are for sale <laughs> and are not for sale, and they want to make them seem kind of seamlessly blended in so it looks like you're buying yeah. something in-world. And I agree, yes. You should not be able to walk into a store and buy a holocron. I agree. But in terms of like, it's going to look like something that looks a lot like the other things that you can't buy in there. So it's supposed to be as immersive as possible. But he is an antiques dealer, so. Yeah. Works. I would like it if, you're right, like it'd be better, but it's Disney. They want to make money. It'd be better if there was like a (laughs) hidden spot where you you know where to look, you could buy one. But they're not going to do that because they want everyone to spend $50 to buy a freaking holocron. No, I don't know. It matters. the segment title. It matters. Mm. Do you want to build a world-class experience or... Okay. You just want to so build maybe a gift shop. maybe this will make you feel better. All right. So there's Sabby's and Sun Salvage, which just says <laughs> Salby's and Sun Salvage outside, and there's not much else. But when you walk inside, it's where you build your lightsaber. No. Oh. And they don't say lightsabers here or anything like that because, as in World, you wouldn't advertise that you can work on lightsabers. Huh. So again, not doesn't work hundred percent in universe because there probably wouldn't you'd probably have to go and buy a crystal go find a crystal and right, do all yeah. that. But this might be the world post Jedi where you can build a lightsaber. It doesn't you don't have to be a force user to use a lightsaber, right? You know those things. But um it's a little more involved than when I know if you've ever been to the old um uh Disney World theme park you can kind of like build your own lightsaber but it's very much like you bought you pick like random pieces from a bin and it's like a 25 dollar thing like i think the starting price the blade the hilt the starting price for the hilt is 109 dollars the blade is 59 49 dollars so the starting price is 160 dollars just for blade and hilt does that come with colors and sound uh i don't know about that i i think that's key so i think it does i think it does and that would be a bargain yeah because like you you can make your own lightsaber now through saber forge or ultra sabers and they're beautiful like combat ready state sabers yeah but they'll it'll be 300 350 so that's the thing like it's probably not gonna be as nice as those but that's the starting price so i'm guessing they have different levels yeah i mean but you could buy yeah. the saber forge stuff it's like you pick any color anytime you want yeah. you can like toggle through colors on your like hill so and then like the sound bank they have is insane so there's like one yeah. for the darth maul saber and like it's like one time like one of the settings it says like I'm a bad mother effort. Like every time you hit this, <laughs> the, uh, the lightsaber against mm-hmm. something. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's really interesting. That's yeah. Cool. I don't, so, anyways, maybe. So, so if the, but if they're making combat ready sabers like out of steel, which I like, I feel like I would expect is a minimum barrier. I would hope so, but I don't. I guess to be hard. Like plastic. not plastic. I thought there were like, maybe nice plastic. Some, plastic yeah, but like nice, not, but not like the bin ones that you used right, to get for like twenty five bucks. Right. I thought they were gonna be. RPG elements where you're accruing points towards being like first order or resistance, things like that. Like why would why would they want a setting where everyone's a Jedi and all everyone has lightsabers and things like that? Well you my guess is that you probably can't you have to earn that. You should have to earn that. You should, but this is the new order. So you can also buy stuff, and my guess is that this probably does not play into the those RPG elements. That they're probably uh, like, okay. but it's I don't like know, but it's a good question. Like I don't yeah. know how else they're gonna fit together because I have the same thought. Um but you but colors run from red to blue to green and purple. You but wouldn't it be fun purple. if you were, but wouldn't it be fun? I love that, that there's all these different colors, but wouldn't it be fun if there were if you were accruing points to be either first order or resistance, mm-hmm. and then as you, you get more and more points, Jedi. yeah, exactly. And there's Jedi and there's Jedi and Ren, Knights of Ren, so, or whatever. There's like yeah. there's those other two 
tiers or where you get to those other tiers yeah. after you've accrued all these points. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that cause you to go to the park more? See, yeah. Yes. S- super fun, but also somewhat class-based at the same time because we're talking about very right, expensive yeah. tickets, mm-hmm. right? right? And so it's going to be people who keep buying tickets to accruing points because I like what you're thinking. Yeah. You want to make it... I would want to do it so that it is the individual class um the individual your your first mm-hmm. uh, your only time there uh, uh, deals with mm-hmm. those points right so right. that it doesn't continue over right because then you feel like there's the rich people who can buy like tickets every day and go win their whatever that maybe it's resets mm-hmm. at the end of each visit right yeah there should be yeah there should definitely yeah. be some kind of um safety mechanisms put in place so it's not like the people who are hyper affluent can can right. can gain all the benefit from this park where you, if you go to but, it more often you can accrue more points but i like what you're saying right this idea yeah. of rpg elements right? yeah we're like yes the more the better you do the better you get right but, but say it say the progression system isn't grueling like we're yeah. only comparing this to a video game where this the progression system is like right just inhumanly <laughs> yes. grueling yes to the point where, you can't... where i'm just going back and forth yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, like yeah. within a day, you're not doing anything. I'm saying within mm-hmm. a two day period, you could become a Jedi. It just, it, it does reset. There are safety mechanisms like that, and it's just like, it just it gives you all that that. Yeah. What if you like added bonuses where anyone can buy a lightsaber, but you can only get certain hilts or only certain crystal colors if you get to a certain point. Well, I think a kid who go who loves Jedi and goes there should be able to buy, buy a lightsaber yeah. within the first ten. Minutes. But maybe you like, can't you get have a to purple create that situation or a green lightsaber crystal, kyber crystal, unless you like did something extra. But anyone can come in and buy a blue and a red. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. So like everyone can buy in and get in, mm-hmm. but like if you want to get the extra special one, there is mm-hmm. that element of like you have to complete certain quests. Well, maybe you can create a lightsaber in the junk shop versus creating a lightsaber in the temple. Oh, you know that's I mean? interesting. That's, that's like a different. Oh, I like take. that a lot. Yeah. Right, but like there's so no there. there's like the basic ones, but then if you get into yeah. this like extra special thing, that you get certain special. Yeah, I like that a yeah. lot. It's just being yeah. part of the Jedi Order, yeah. being part of. The Knights of Ren or wherever they're super at cool in, in Galaxy. I think yeah. I think there's a benefit to the RPG elements. And when they brought it, when you yeah, when they first said you were going to get points for everything you did there, and those points are going to be added added up to right. And earn they talked about certain rewards. How people like, react to you in in universe? Yeah. yeah, like it'd be it makes sense that if you're like right, like if you're really good at the uh, the Flight of the Falcon game, as they call it, but I keep calling it that. The, whatever the Millennium Falcon ride is that like if you scored a ton of points they'd be like oh you must be force sensitive to be able to like get rise of the resistance rise of the no that's the other one Um, hondo's smugglers run something smugglers run is that what it's called it's not hondo's but smugglers run. okay okay. yeah so like if you did really well at that they'd be like oh you must be force sensitive right and so you get very cool track like that what a great thing for a kid to hear think about think about instead of having a kid just come Mm. you want to you want to but All you right. also you want to create the the you want to help the child yeah uh, go down the path. You don't want to create the path for the child, but you right? Also, like we talked about the, the the Carol Dweck stuff. When you talk yeah. about raising a child, it's like honestly, <laughs> you want Dweck. you want them to you want them to experience being a Jedi in the right way. You don't just be a Jedi. You yeah. have to actually be a good person to start. Well, that's yeah, the and thing. that should, that should be built into the the, the so attractions at the park. I think we cracked it. Anyone can buy a lightsaber because yeah. if we're in this post Jedi world, there are lightsabers floating around because there are thousands of Jedi who are dead. 
But in terms of to actually be force sensitive, mm-hmm. you have to prove yourself through these things. Right. And I also think there should be a. But what ra- do you do about jealousy factor and a kid sees another tough. kid who's a it's Jedi? It's so tough. And that's why I don't think it's going to happen. But I feel like you also have to have a random element as well. Mm-hmm. Where, because if you've ever play, if you've ever gone on the Star Tours thing, there's always the Rebel Spy, mm-hmm. and yeah. the Rebel Spy is always randomly chosen, randomly in quotation marks, because it's always a kid, right? And like that's cool, like a kid's just riding a ride and be like, "You're the Rebel Spy," you're like, "You are force sensitive," like because if we do this, if we do it, that's based on your skills. It's always going to be some, myself included middle-aged guy who's played video games for his most of his life has really good skills at it versus a 10-year-old who's just like poo 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 right and like right. that kid should be the jedi i shouldn't be the jedi right. i don't need to be a jedi right. mm-hmm. um don't you though? so i'd like i would love to don't but that's you why though, you have Adam? skill plus random element that they also like maybe like maybe they do a thing where every kid under the age of 10 or every little kid is a jedi like why don't you do that, right? Like, who cares? Yeah, there should be like an under 10 pass. Yeah. Like, uh, like a pass for everyone who's a youngling of a youngling oh, age. You Boom. Yeah. Huge, huge. Yeah, yeah everyone like, who comes in who's a certain age is a youngling. Perfect. Youngling. It's sensitive. Youngling force sensitive anything. off the bat. Boom. There. So to get back onto what I mean, you're doing, wow. though, yeah. what's actually going to happen? What about that 11-year-old? There's cusp stuff. There's like weird stuff that you just don't account for in business. Make, I was under 10 yeah. until I was 15. Right. Like, like, like my parents would be like, Adam, if anyone asked, you're you're ten. Well, if it was lenient like that, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, they're that'd not gonna fantastic. they're not gonna ID him. Like, yeah, it's not the it's border. Like, oh yeah, he doesn't want alcohol. He wants to be a yeah. Jedi. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, so in terms of the Chris, in terms of what will happen in the uh, in the actual getting the in the Savvy's lightsaber, is you can pick your your lightsaber color. I think it's like blue, green, purple, or red. And Sweet. based on you actually buy the Kyber crystal. Or I think it comes with it. You choose your color. So you can't change colors. Whatever you want is what you get. But that kyber crystal can go into... Wait, it's it's a randomly selected color? My guess is you choose what Uh, you want. That makes more sense. And whatever kyber crystal you choose can go into a holocron cube. What? And the holocron cube will give you lessons from, quote, long gone heroes and villains. Oh! So like, so like, your your crystal has a history. History. So probably if you have green, it's probably Luke, and if you have blue, it's probably maybe. maybe. Or if it's green, it's Qui-Gon, Yoda, Yoda, Luke, yeah. and then if it's blue, it's Obi Wan, Anakin, <laughs> and if it's purple, Anakin. it's Mace, Mace yeah. and if it's red, it's Darth Sidious and Vader or something like that. I'm so interested in what they do with the. the people who choose the dark side <laughs> but like, you gotta do it are, you, are people actively choosing to be dark have side? you watched the videos of when so they at disney now they have this like lightsaber training fun thing where all the kids can come up and get like training mm-hmm. and they always like vader will come out and be like join i think it's uh, vader and join the dark side and they tell the kids to say no and there was one kid. It's an amazing Always. video. Um, one kid. Like, yes, there's one please. kid who went yes, and they're like, "Wait, what do we do?" And they <laughs> reacted perfectly well to be like, "We had to change the script completely because oh, we man. tell the kids to be like, oh, choose the light side." And one kid's like, "Yes, Lord Vader," and they're like, "Okay, like we have to now change it." Um, That's awesome. So there's also going to be Mooboys, uh, Mooboo's Droid Depot. And oh, you yeah. can buy droids. Uh, they're either R2 or BB units. And they Ooh. they said they're the size of coffee makers. Interesting. That will follow you around the park and also interact with Wait, there's an R2 unit the size of a coffee maker that will follow yes. around the park? Yeah, or a BB droid. Or a BB-9E. So it could be either dark side. A coffee or... maker, like a, a commercial coffee maker? That's, or I don't know. My guess is like a Keurig coffee maker would be my guess. So like probably uh-huh. like a foot tall. 
But that's so immersion breaking because R2 units are not that that size. Agreed. <laughs> but let it go. Grant has no. As Disney would say, let it go. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. That's the sound of a man not letting not go. go at all. But hey, no, I, don't I, listen, I let go of a lot of stuff to go along so, with these these yeah, simple movies. Like, I don't want a one quarter scale R2D2. Yes. To be fair, I had the same reaction when I read this, but I've had a week to, re- to, okay, to cool, deal cool, with yeah. this. I'm just hearing this now. Yeah, and then I'm about to hear about a new animatronic character. Yeah, I right. know nothing. About. So a couple other quick things they're having they're having a creature stall where you can buy like a really like a toy Tauntaun, a toy Wampa, a toy oh that's uh, cool uh, Porg that's or Rathtar that actually like you pet and oh. squeals and reacts. Oh, and they also have the Toydarian toy shop, which <laughs> is staffed by an that's animatronic Toydarian. No way. Wado's race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wado's race. And it Only looks... Only money. Yes. Oh, uh, they should say that. Oh, there must be a way if you ask, like, do you Not accept? <laughs> yeah, totally. I and, need something more real. And basically what you end up getting are the toys that that uh, Ray and um, uh, Jin Urso hold. They look like those little stuffed toys Aww, that they yeah. play with. They you look know, this- like them. They're not exact. No, Wait, a little better. Do they have better. the thing from the um the the Clone Wars thing? It's like it looks like a star shape, or like a quilt shape. The um, uh, it's, take a, a it's like a toy. No, they don't have it. It's a toy Twilight, I think. In the show, they should. They're missing out on an opportunity there. Yeah, and it just like has like two little like bumps on like the top of its head and it's oh, green. totally. Yeah, I know and you're actually, about, so yeah. one of the the clone that dealt with um that specific twilight yeah. got it like got it drawn on his helmet it's pretty yes. cool yeah or on his armor and like she got a tattoo of uh the the clone trooper on her yeah yeah, yeah that's right i can't remember who it is but yeah no Just that would have been great stuff. some subtle yeah. stuff in there um so most of what i would talk about comes from there's been a lot of reporters that talked about this what i use as my source if you want to read more and get more spoiled for you like that's the thing like right. read this article if you want spoil it's from hole. entertainment weekly uh by anthony uh, Bresnikin, who came in, who I know that name, and I can't think of what I know his yeah. name from Bresnikin, Anthony Bresnikin, but he wrote Here a really good article, and like it just sounds fully immersive. Um, in terms of the rides, we still don't know a ton, but there are a couple of we've talked about animatronic characters, right? We have the animatronic um, uh, Doc Ondor, the Ithorian yeah. that's animatronic. Yeah, we have the we have the animatronic um, uh, uh, Tordarian, and that's the other one. So apparently, in terms of the uh, we have the the yeah, Honda Tanaka is going to be used as a uh, animatronic character that is waiting that you'll see while you're waiting in line for the Millennium Falcon ride. Hmm. What we just found out that I've heard from a couple sources is that there's another animatronic character when you're doing the Rise of the Resistance tour, that will be the person who kind of introduces you to it. All right. It's Nine Nub. What? F you. Yeah. Wait, they, they knew Ben was coming. Yeah, they knew Ben was coming. <laughs> Did I, they take my idea? Yeah. It's this, gonna is, be a, this is going to be ben, our next week's segment. Who stole from Corvus? You're going to be seeing an animatronic <laughs> Nine Nub. Is your wait, heart wait, just wait, like grow three wait, times? Wait, 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 wait. That's gonna be awesome. I, I saw. I don't want to understand a syllable of what <laughs> yeah, he says. I felt Please bad. tell me the Ithorian of the wait, shop wait, wait. doesn't speak basic. Please right. tell me Nynum never speaks a no, word. No, no, be, I don't know oh, a word of basic. Thank yeah. the world. I had this moment of like, <laughs> do I tell him or do I wait till he sees it? But I know he's gonna find out before <gasps> I tell him. 
Oh, we were, I haven't wait, seen we shouldn't any have told this. We should, we should it would have come seen. out well before. Right, that's but that's you literally... just would have seen me like just pool on the ground and start weeping in fetal position in line for a Star Wars ride. Yeah, we, we were mad if you just found out in the moment. No, we were. Just, we would have had to leave the park. I would have been so in love. It was amazing. We were watching Resistance earlier, and I'd already seen it, so I was like just looking at stuff, and I saw that just to confirm. I just went, "Oh, I'm gonna make you cry." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna see an animatronic nine nub. You just this is all just teasing me because I want him to have a legit. I want him to have two lines, three lines max yeah. in episode nine. Well, you know, just like him being part of the squad, you know? Yeah. He's an important, interesting I want to see him figure blow of the up rebellion. In nine. I want to see him do something he's, rad. He's like as dope as Wedge Antilles, but like I Wedge so. gets like way more pub. Like this, he, nine nub, man. He's cool. He's cool yeah. AF. He's there for the big moments. Yeah. Like the fact that like Lando's like you. Like I want, I want a uh, side comic of Lando and Nine Nub, like pre uh, Return of the Jedi, where they're just like, like somehow they get each other's attention. Yeah. Well, I think there's a like, missed opportunity. Like, I like the cut of his jib, like, or it's, it, it must be Lando's perspective because he's like looking for a co pilot. He yeah. doesn't have one. Yeah. And it's like, how does he decide on Nine Nub? Because he is like, he's the Che Guevara right, so, of okay. Solo. All right. So, no, so Lando just comes back into the action at some kind of pivotal moment in episode nine. Would it not be even greater if he was with Nine Nub and Nine Nub was never introduced to us in the first in the first two films? No, I like how it is now. I okay, okay. Right, yeah. Nine okay. better. I love that he's like, no, he's on well, the scene. I think and if he was there like, with Lando, it would be like just so, this outrageous moment. It would be incredible. I, I think if they came would, together, I think everyone stand up and like. But yeah. like, dude, there's gonna be like the dopest bro hug since like Roadhouse. That's true. That's true. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. As long as there's a roundhouse kick at some point in Roadhouse, but I'll take your word. Can you imagine? Imagine the like or like predator like between like yeah, Carl, some uh, serious oh, yeah, Carl yeah, Weathers and like Schwarzenegger. And Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It'll be like that kind of like <laughs> yeah. bro. Yeah. Who's like, in the Mandalorian? Handshake. By the way. If we haven't forgotten, That's right. Carl, Carl Weathers, Weathers is, is in, in, in the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Oh, see, it's so, all coming together. Yeah. But no, dude, nine nub. When he and Lando see each other, they're gonna be like. So here's let's you heard. This. So I wanted to write the Wilrow Hood story, and from a certain point of view, for the <laughs> yeah. Empire Strikes Back, that's apparently off the table. That's gone. It's taken. So, so now this is our from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. We'll write the chapter right. that is nine nubs Lando and Lando, Lando's meet cute. Yeah, Lando like picking his his um his. I mean, because this is a bah, serious bah, deal. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> Like picking his co-pilot. Yeah. Like the dude yeah. after he was such a a like amazing character in Battlefront One, like in the twenty fifteen Battlefront, because he would just smoke this. Yeah. And uh that like and they're like he had these funny voice lines through the whole thing, like in the game. And uh he became his own meme and like dude, everyone yeah. I know. He's like, a big star. That's why I'm hoping like the next iteration of that game is like they get into some more original trilogy stuff and yeah. all they do is poured over stuff from the first game which they just did like right. a couple of heroes a couple of maps like just that yeah. to like get it going um because they made yeah. they spent a lot of time on a lot of great resources there and one of them is nine nub because like can you imagine like when they announced nine nub was going to be a hero in that game yeah. everyone was like could you pick a more like obscure hero <laughs> right it's great though <laughs> but it's kind of right. great so know. he deserves more love Let's put a little bow on this segment. So uh, Bob Iger announced that uh, the official opening dates 
for Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yeah. Which is big news because a lot of people are like, is this actually going to happen in time? Bob Iger said, so Disneyland Anaheim will open May 31st, Disney World in Florida, August 29th. Oh, so, of this year? Of this year. So we are completely 100% safe for summer 2020 for my part for my birthday party. Yes. Oh, so it's safe. definitely so going to happen. It's definitely It's happen. definitely safe. It definitely happened by then. Even because so you were worried like it might get pushed. I was a little that. worried cuz but it's it's definitely going to happen so we can start reserving timeshare and other stuff. So All right, it's going to start it. happening. Let's yeah. do it. Let's make yeah. it work. So that's it for uh not for that. Guys. What's going on, Grant? She's Grant. What's happening? I'm I'm just still suffering force flashbacks. What this vision I had this weekend. And with all this talk of the Knights of Ren, the Supreme Leader... We haven't talked about that for an hour. Well, it made me think about... It made me think about our own history of humankind. And I know these movies are oftentimes equated with World War II and the Cold War and the Vietnam War and the Iraq War and all these kind of things. But I think we, we have to go back to the first republic of Rome. Like, we have to oh, go back boy. to that republic. Wow. All I, that, wow. I feel like, I mean, yeah, there are all those analogies with the wars that are ongoing, but the last time someone was referred to as supreme leader was Caesar, Julius Caesar. Okay. There was no other person in history who was referred to as supreme leader. Right. Also, possibly Hitler. I don't know. No, uh, 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 Kim Jong-un, right? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, sorry yeah. I just broke the premise. Uh, but nonetheless, right. But before that, <laughs> with the talks of the of the Knights of Ren, and then I had so I had this vision, right? I had this vision that with the Knights of Ren returning, and thinking about Caesar and thinking about the Supreme Leader, I was thinking that w- wouldn't it be great if there was some real volatility, some real some infighting within the Darksiders, and that Kylo Ren is slayed by the very people who he sees as his closest allies? Mm. You mean the Knights of Ren? Yes. Would yeah. that not be an intriguing way to take this movie? It would be amazing. It would be amazing. Maybe, I would love that. Maybe not assassinated, but maybe maybe brought no, no. within an no, inch of his life. Don't, don't maybe back put up. on trial and stabbed in the back? Possibly. Yeah. I, th- I mean, like, would, that not, make be it po- mythical. would yeah. that not be poetic if they all stabbed him in the back at well, once? Yeah. Don't back away from that because right, that gives me what I want, which is the if it's the end of the Skywalker saga and literally Kylo Ren yeah. is just killed by his... By his squad. Squad, his right. Cult. And that's what I saw in this vision. In this vision I saw over the weekend, I had this kind of, this dream. And I was like, it was all the Knights of Ren stabbing Kylo, similar to, you know, what we've seen in Jon Snow in Game of Thrones and, you know, what we know from right. Caesar and things like that, where everyone's stabbing one that's a great idea, kind of man. royal character in that, the back. That would be a great callback. Well, it would also give us a good big bad, right? Because yeah. then we would actually probably, because we talked a bit about this. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think any of us fear Kylo Ren at this point, necessarily. He's not... Uh, not that's at all, scary really. of as a, no. of a bad guy. I mean, we should. I feel for him. Like, I almost... It depends on what they do with him guy, in episode nine. The guy's done nothing but terrible. He killed his father. Yeah. He murdered a town. He kills his own people wantonly. Like, everything Darth Vader's done on paper. Yeah, and then he takes his helmet off and his hair is perfectly quaffed. Quaffed. So what I was also seeing this vision... I know it's easy to be prejudiced against still hair people. As Gorgeous hair. Post hair people. Like some people in We're this post, room. There's two, okay. po- two post hair people post in this room. Hair. Okay, and I am, so I am holding hair. on by every... That's great. We call, you guys, ever, we call you pre-hairs. It's, I just, it's okay. I just want to get to a certain birthday... Like I just have like I'm counting down the number of days I have like I have 298 Listen, days before I can shave my head. That's your burden. So in this vision, I saw that one of the members of the Knights of Ren was 
far more evil and more cunning than Kylo Ren. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which I Almost love. emulating uh, Palpatine himself. It could be the Matt Smith character, mm. for all we know. Um, it could be Palpatine clone, although I wouldn't like that route. Yeah. But um, uh, I just think it's a Knights of Ren, uh, a Knight of Ren who's possibly thinking more like Pelps than like Snoke. Snoke was more mean spirited versus cunning. I feel like, and um, and then I was listening to another podcast, uh, What the Force, great mm-hmm. new podcast, great new Star Wars podcast. Uh, shout out, and Claudia, and there was an interview with Claudia Gray, and she was saying that the rule of two doesn't really make sense. Yeah, because uh, the too. Sith Empire had lasted yeah. for around a thousand years. Whereas the rule of two only yielded an empire that lasted around 30 years or right. so, right? With Palpatine. Yeah. So the, the rule of two doesn't really make sense unless what you do with this ninth film, the Skywalker saga, is not set up the future, but set up the past. Right. And set up the past by showing the Darksiders in this, in this last saga film are cannibalizing each other. They're all, there's infighting, they're, they're betraying each other throughout mm. the film to the point where so the you're rule of two. We'll get a flashback. No, I'm thinking that the the, the Knights of Ren, itself. much like the first scene in The Dark Knight, uh, the second yeah. of Nolan's Batman series, uh, um, uh, Joker is is having each one of his henchmen mm-hmm. betray each other, right. one after another. Right. I think that would work great in this film for setting up the past, especially if Ben Affleck and Weiss are going to address the past, yeah. address the rule of two, possibly address the Sith Jedi-Sith war, things like that. It might be very interesting if you if you show the the volatility of the dark side and therefore set up a huge landscape of the past where there are as a proliferation of dark side users and you can only know there's one outcome there's right. only going to be one in the end hmm. i think that'd be great i think that'd be fantastic yeah. instead, so I we like talked about lot. setting up the future well something different but setting up the past might be the route to go especially if benioff and weiss are coming off game of thrones and they're they're used to an environment where they're telling a story with a you know a range of deep characters and all these different kingdoms and cultures and processes that we, we've right. talked about, things like that. I think that would be a great way to end this trilogy is not set up the future, but set up the past. Mm. Hmm. It would be interesting to bring the rule two back in, right? We, we haven't heard that phraseology since the prequel trilogy, right? Like we never hear that. That's not really a th- no. thing. It was retconned a little bit, right? In terms of, it may have been a thing, but it's never mentioned in the original trilogy. Right. No. And I love, like, it reminds me of reading the Dark Tower, Tower stuff where yeah. where King went back and rewrote yeah. some of the first couple of books to be like, oh, yeah, we have to add this stuff back in. <laughs> yeah. Because kind I kind of came up with this later along, which is fine. People, fine. It's fine. fine. Like, it's that's what rated. happens when you write a series that spans three decades Exa- four decades. Uh, 40, four decades? Yeah, yeah, three, Five four. Yeah, now? right? Because it was like 70s to, yeah. 80s, 90s, aughts. Aughts, yeah. So, so I feel like it would be kind of fun to bring that rule of two back, just like they brought back. Like, one of my favorite things in, that's uh, an over-exaggeration, but one of the things I really enjoy in The Last Jedi is when he just says Darth Sidious. To have Luke Skywalker yes, right. say Darth, Darth Sidious is amazing. Boom! Yeah, I was literally, I, I had a lot of shock moments in that film, but I was the only nerd in that theater who was like, <laughs> It adds, <laughs> it adds like yes. this. Yeah. It doesn't add just physical space and scope. It adds like a metaphysical, yeah, like lore based space and scope. That, like that, it almost feels like it's Tolkienian, like Tolkien esque. Yeah, we're, we're, you start to believe that yes, this whole thing was planned out, even though we know it wasn't. But it feels like it was, yeah. right? And so right. to bring back the rule two in Episode Nine, like that's what that Episode Nine cool. has to done is to tie all nine films together. I would love that, Grant. I yeah. think that would be a great way to go. Yeah. I mean. So my my first uh, guess we both gave now punch holes. Guess. Yeah, exactly. Our my first guess was uh, echoes of the past. 
which is kind of a bit astray name, but my second guess was uh, the uh, Knights of Ren. Yeah, I mean that would be that would a work pretty if that's the focus. Yeah, a lot of people are now are title. A lot of people like the idea of calling it Dual Fates, like Dual, <laughs> dual Fates instead because of because of Kylo and Rey. Yeah, Dual of the yeah Dual, dual of the Fates. fates. Right. Dual of Return the fates of, is the of the name Jedi. Of the music of Revenge of the uh, of the Sith. Of the Sith, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, Dual that's, of the Fates. We, no, no, that's, uh, that's the Phantom Menace. Uh, Phantom Menace. That's the Darth Maul um, music. Yeah, yeah that's right. Meow 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 meow. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that? Uh, what was that? Pen? I, I already forget. cat meowed it for you. It's fine. <laughs> I missed it. All right. I forgot we were being recorded. <laughs> but nonetheless, but what do you think about setting up the past? Like, do you think that's an idea that they would go for? Or do you think setting yeah. up the future yes. and those future movies are of the utmost important? I hope they do. I, but no, I don't think it'll happen. No, I I, maybe go back even further to make sure the foundation of Star Wars is extremely strong. Is strong? Yes. And that way you don't go the, forward, and it's kind of built off of this this sequel trilogy that there were mixed feelings about like that's so when did they go for well never sometime 10 years from now i i like the sequel trilogy i love it i don't think they like when do they go past the sequel trilogy it just makes sense to me to have john boyega and daisy ridley age 10 years and they can yeah 10 years give it a decade you got so much other things you can do give Give it it a decade i feel like all their stand i don't know i feel like they're setting themselves up to operate in the the post sequel trilogy world I think so, but you have the Benioff and, Benny I'm saying, I'm and Weiss. Yeah, I think Benioff. I know what you're saying, and I yeah. hope they do that. But like, again, devil's advocate. Okay. Yeah, but like, I, I honestly feel like they're they're probably like I hope they're going past, but I I think they're going future. I and that's I, that's what the whole yeah. like that's why I raise nobody. Yeah, yeah, and maybe I I get that. I, I don't disagree. I hope that the episode nine should tie a bow right mm-hmm. on all nine and yeah. think about bow. And like now the king of metaphors after last week talking about Manhattans. Just don't mix your metaphors. That's my no, no. rule. Remember I talked about Manhattans and I had this beautiful I thing about I loved that. That was my favorite was part of last week. I am very, I'm that was the very, best part of the podcast. I told Carly, she's like, wow, I didn't think you were that smart. Uh, so just add Manhattans. I thought that was a wonderful part of it. So I'd be like, right, you tie a bow around the present. The bow has to go through the bottom, the middle, and the top of a thing, right? To tie a bow. Right. And so we need to go around everything. So we need to pull it all together. And I feel like that's what needs to happen. And Leave it open for the future. Leave openness, but not right. not necessarily focus on that. And I feel like you got Benioff and Weiss. You got to leave yeah. intrigue. Exactly. Future. Yes, which is fine. But you can also bring back this idea. But why would you not hire to... Benioff and Weiss to to, oh, to pick to. a bunch of Sith backstabbing each other? Like, why well, would you not hire them? Well, to why do that? can't that be the future? That is instead. Game of Thrones. That can be the future instead of the past. it. Could it totally could. You could go ahead. The future is really blurry for me because I mean, all I have to go off is like those Cade Skywalker books and things like. I don't have much to like even. Right. It's and think about honestly, the let's be serious. It's the weakest part of the EU. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The future's. It's hard to take Star Wars to the future. I almost feel no. like you go back in time and stay yeah. there, and yeah. it'd be no. perfect. Like I almost feel like no. I almost feel like this is the furthest we should go. I go well, back. I think we but will for a while. That's, I, a, rad- that's a radical. Thought. It's a radical thought. It's it not going to happen. I feel like Benioff and Weiss are going to go past. I feel like. Ryan Johnson's going to go concurrent or slightly future, but not related mm-hmm. to at all anything that's happening with Skywalker huh. lineage or Ray or, or any of that stuff. I feel like it's going to be that separate thing. And I feel like we're going to give that because if you think about that, if you have two trilogies going on with side stories going on, that's a decade. 
That's yeah. a decade. Of I think films. you do Ryan's films with like Chewbacca and C3PO still intact. And Maybe, like you, yeah. You make sure. these kind of weird films you have like, that are like yeah. way in the future. Like yeah. I think there's oh, like you think way in the future, way okay. in the future Chewbacca. No, end of, end of, end of life Chewbacca is when these films start. Gray basically. Chewbacca, like his life's like yeah, he's at the end of his <laughs> like in nursing home. Like no, I mean like he's still kind of frolic. Does he have a around. cane? I want to see him with a cane. He's just old. Like I'm just like I just he's limping around on a poke. I see a real commercial. There's real commercial appeal there. Like you can't lie. There's oh, like, I watched the hell out of that. Gray-haired yeah. Chewbacca, I'm in. Like, I'm you'd be immediately in. right there. Yeah. Yeah, as long as he's a central character. Yeah. And he's not goofy like his grandfather. Nine Nub has, like, reading glasses on. It's great. It just writes itself. <laughs> Nine Nub has an aged in <laughs> Nine Nub is still in it, in his prime. Oh, oh man. man. He was a sniper. <laughs> he's a legendary, legendary rebel. <laughs> he really is. And we're going to get... We're, we could, we could talk about nine new up yeah. all day, but um, <laughs> and we do. No, we do. But um, as far as I was going with the uh, the kind of assassination of Kylo Ren, the supreme leader, I was thinking, you know, maybe he is thought to be dead after that scene, but comes back and does the big yeah. kind of sacrifice right. thing that we expect right. him to do after that moment. You know, that would be cool, man. And then another thing I was talking about talking to you guys about earlier was I wouldn't mind if both Ray and Kylo were exhibiting like far darks like mm-hmm. uh, extreme dark side oh, tendencies wow. in their final battle not both being of the light but of being both of, of the, the dark, dark yeah like you, you said go as far as give ray dark side eyes right? i said that yeah i said both of them should have that weird fiery glint almost like as if you know like in a lot of horror films they'll show like a demon or a vampire mm-hmm. have like a little glint now and again mm-hmm. it's not i wouldn't really... mind that happening with ray and kylo in a very fierce battle that's almost like it's not very really a secret side. that like like actually both um, Anakin against Dooku and um, Luke against Anakin, actually Darth Vader, they both use dark side energy to win. Yeah. 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 And it's like, but it would be interesting if, like, his Ray is so powerful that she, like, she went straight full metal, like, dark side and got the yellow eyes and, like, you know, yeah. smote Ray. Or, in, like, or inverse. Or it's like the Jedi eyes. What do those look like? A bright glowing white eyes? Bl- blue eyes? I don't know. What I, mean. I thought they are just normal eyes all the time. I mean, right. because it's not a, it's not this obsession with power. It's, right. Yeah. It's yeah. this, like, I mean. Tranquility. Is tranquility, it's this relent to, like, the flow. Right? That's an, yeah, ben, you kind of, right. It's an interesting point. Of, like, have we ever seen a fully light side battle win? Because I feel like even in episode one, I feel like there's a little bit of Obi-Wan slipping into the dark side, yep. beating Darth Maul. Definitely. Definitely. Right? No one talks about that. That's he's definitely like, I have the high ground, but like Maul had the high ground. Obi-Wan. Yeah. And, and he's really like, upset oh, yeah. that Qui-Gon said. He's definitely yeah. emotional, right? Yeah, and so yeah. like, wouldn't it be amazing? He won via emotion. Wouldn't it be amazing yeah. if like Ray's in this completely zen spot where, and then and then Kylo's just like slashing at her and just going crazy and she's just parrying effortlessly. Yeah. Just like, no, no. Stop because it. like Luke is in her like mind. just like Luke just, is just like, like yeah boom but like just like just totally zen just like trying to like wear him down to be like let's talk like this would be like that would be like to me that'd be like a hundred percent light side battle of just like parrying right. completely to the point of exhaustion of just we actually get a light side battle which we've never seen that would be really well, cool. to me the ultimate goal of a light side Jedi is to disarm and then. Yeah, communicate yeah. in a yeah. diplomatic way with with your antagonist. Yeah, like, totally. that is, but that never happens. We've never seen We've that. We've never seen it happen. Right in a movie, that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be a fun thing to see. Like if she just parries him to exhaustion. Yeah, 
That would be pretty It just, like, disarms them without just, like, yeah, swirling yeah. lightsaber away and throwing God. lightsaber away and just be like, no, let's let's talk. Yeah. That's too powerful for me, though. I like I like the OT in how kind of restrained it was. In, it was yeah. almost restrained via its technology. I love, there's a lot of aspects of the film that it had to be restrained because you couldn't go crazy with I guess the computer-generated graphics. The closest thing we ever saw was uh, Obi-Wan with Vader. Yeah. Right on the dark on the, on the yeah. Death Star because he's very much just kind of parrying whatever and then just sacrifice himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the other like EU stuff around that says he was like, I'm gonna die. Yeah. So he knew it was well. he this couldn't win. And, yeah. I mean, he was beat into submission. It wasn't like, but like, I want to see OP. Yeah. Like light side, which is just like you can't touch me. You literally can't touch me. Yeah. All you. Throw well, how? Do, I mean, what if Ray just kills Kylo and that's the end of the movie? Could happen. It seems a little, I don't know, like a little pedestrian. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Perfunctory. Yeah. Perfunctory, but like it, like the series could almost use a little pedestrian. Like it could use a little Yeah, that's what I'm standard, like. I'm, I'm wanting like, more like basic. I told you we had yeah. this whole conversation about the, the, the thread the needle kind of. Uh, I would still probably enjoy it because I'm sure they're gonna, they would do it in a poetic sure. way. And it, yeah. It certainly wouldn't ruin the series for me or anything. No, it just, no. I feel like there's something. There's another option. Out what there if Ray dies know? and Kylo sacrifices himself to save Ray, or, or Ray is near death and Kylo yeah, sacrifices himself true. to save Ray? That's Would more you be something fine I'd be that? Of course, yeah, yeah it'd be something right, I'd cool. be more in But it'd be again, yeah, like sacrificing himself. But it's like that's exactly that's what exactly happened. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. so tough. So it's like I don't know. I don't know. It's what do you needle. do to save Anakin Skywalker? Like you, you can't like be like, no, you're stupid. You learned all the wrong lessons your whole life, right? Yeah. That's not the answer. It's like, this is what you really want. Like, I don't know how, what do you do as a last minute angel descending upon Anakin before he decides to give it all away to uh, Palpatine? Like, right. But it's weird. It's a question. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I've been, I've I been saying that. Have might be the only have way him to go. relent and, and submit himself to the yeah. Force. Like, yeah. what is the Force will? Yeah. Well, it's... it's it, So, the funny thing is, is, like, the list of things that Kylo's done or Ben has done next to Anakin is minuscule. Right. Like, he, yeah, he killed his father. That's That really sucks because his father happens to be Han Solo. But he didn't slaughter a ton of younglings. Well, there was the Hall in that room. I mean, I mean, he killed a segment every town. week. Hall in that room. There, yeah, there were younglings in that town. Yeah, yeah, granted. Yes, I'm not saying. And he, is... he probably slaughtered a lot of their other towns. Sure, we know from Resistance he slaughtered another town. Right, and I'm not saying that he is whatever, but I feel like what we've seen Vader do is Vader's done much, much, much worse, and he gets right. redemption. And, and why Kylo show doesn't. all these moments where a commanding officer comes up to Kylo and he doesn't kill him, but he rather just take out his anger on the machinery around him and things like that? Mm. Like, why, what's the purpose of those scenes other than to well, show you that he's not as far gone guy. as Vader? Yeah. The issue we get to with sequestering, which I, I like, or sequestering uh, Kylo uh, is that if, if, I don't want to spoil, I won't spoil it for people who are watching walking dead right now but if you're reading the comics which are further ahead yeah, don't you run into a negan issue which is all i'll say um which reading the comics i'm like i, I don't know i don't like this at all yeah. so like i feel like you run into the issue when you when you have your bad guy not die right so i don't know oh got it yeah got it. yeah which has been a little bit of what's going on in the show 
Walking Dead. Yeah. I think if Kylo lives, I would be thrilled with that ending. I'd be like, I don't know how JJ did it, but he did it somehow where Kylo right. lives and it can learn from all these horrible mistakes and there's some yeah. sort of rehabilitation but happening. Because then, then right. it, it shows some, some sort of belief. Right. Some sort of yeah. reflection. I yeah. more terrible things. And human know. rehabilitation is, I mean, some people come from like huge, super tragic backgrounds where, I mean, the problem with Kylo is he doesn't come from like a really tragic background. Right. Uh, that's the problem. It's like almost he almost deserves his fate. He does deserve his. He fate, deserves. Right? The he fate had two of amazing the repercussions. Whether they were good parents yeah. or not. And they were like, there. I mean, they were, they were there. They were there. Leia, and they were heroes of the of the war. They were like yeah. great war heroes. Like yeah. all he had to do is not be like a petulant child, and I don't know. It's tough, right? And I feel like he's got to die, right? Or he's got to. He has to be punished. Well, I think I even think from so. a structural standpoint, though, because then you how do you how do you have everyone leaving that theater not going. Okay, but what about episode 10? Right? right? Like, if he lives, right. I feel like everyone's going to be like, okay, so now what? Right. Well, that's probably a good thing. This right? might be a base. If people are saying now what? This might, be a, right. this might be a baseless rumor. We'll probably finish on this. But um, I think I heard, I heard someone had asked Ryan Johnson, like, do you think Kylo would die in the end? Because he has nothing to do with the last movie. Mm-hmm. Or he does. I mean, yeah. probably he's does not have it, some but... great feedback that he's given to JJ. But... Nonetheless, they asked him what he was doing, and he and from his standpoint, he was like, "I'm not doing that third movie. I'm not doing the third movie in the yeah. trilogy. Therefore, I can comment on it." Sure. And I'm saying, "What's the point of seeing him die if you've seen all of this right. footage of him live and not be as bad as Vader?" It's yeah, like, which you, is right. what I yeah. Like, what is the point of him dying after that? There's no point. Like, yeah. there's no point to that death. Right. But the, it also, I mean, by what they've done with that character, is they've made the the dark side the antagonist so ambivalent that like yeah. you're just like are they even a pro- antagonist you know right it's so wishy-washy and then you have like a comic relief with general hucks, hucks. and then um you know in phasma again like really comic relief if we're being honest like yeah. honestly like just have her get a w in this series and then yeah um we might believe her more but yeah yeah. Anywho, right. we're clearly we're lo- over. We're over time. We're going. Well, we're losing oh, we're our minds go. surrounding yeah. what could possibly happen because we're still this far out without a <laughs> How many title, without a preview. But I'm feeling pretty good about my second guess, which was Knights yeah, of Ren. I think you're pretty good and because like Knights of Ren would fit what you're saying. It would have yeah. to be that if it was going to be like if we were going to set up the past, like Grant was saying, like. I think there would be a flashback and we'd yeah. get, you know, we'd get Knights of Ren. Sure. And I would love that movie. Yeah. And we're only uh, 287 days away from wow. finding out. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Really, Again, that really for our listeners, less than that, which is nice. But for us at this very there moment. We there we are. Well, um, thanks for hanging with us for this whole very interesting um, podcast. We had a lot of fun. We hope you did too. If you're still here, awesome. Thanks, and uh, may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>